Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I'm your host, Carl Ittner. Uh, we have a special show today. Uh, I have a guest I've never had on any of my shows before. Actually, it's a guest that I probably know the least out of anyone I've ever asked on personally on this show. I've had some people ask to be on the show before that I knew less, but this is a person I've been a fan of for a long time, both his comedy and also the fact that he's just a really cool person online. And I'm hoping to translate it into person as well, Garrett Gamera. Garrett, welcome to the hey. show. Did I say your name, last name right? Me. I just realized I never said your last it's name close. before. What, a, right. what is it's it? Like, How do you say like a like a normal person? Uh, uh, in Spanish, there's the R's are rolled, which I can't oh. do. So it's it's Gamara. Gamara. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, close you can't enough. you can't do the the roll of the R's? Here come, oh oh I shoot! I can't do it when I'm <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> you right. I, I was about ready to. I was just I had, I had a small seizure. It's like never mind. Let's not try that. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm honored that I'm the person that you know least about. Well, no, no, not no least about, <laughs> know the least. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we've oh, had true, a true. we've had a couple conversations in person uh, at uh, mm-hmm. spec events, but uh, that was the name of our comedy co- company that we were both true. in. But we never hung out. We never uh, like had long conversations. But the majority of our conversations, which is funny, is why kind of why you're coming on here, is because mm-hmm. you're a Bond fan. I'm a yes. bit of a Bond fan. And so all our conversations have been about that. So at the end of this yeah. episode, we are going to explore that a little bit, but we'll get into that that later. And I am for sure. I am rusty with interviewing people and doing the podcast. I've only done one since I took a hiatus. So if I feel a little that's sound okay. a little bit weird now, or I'm stumbling over my words, that's the professionalism of this show. All right, that's all right. I haven't done a podcast since uh, like James and Alex's. Oh, uh, the, the, the two-count kick-out, the wrestling yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, they never asked yeah. me on, probably because I don't like wrestling, but <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if that's that, it. That, that has something to do with it. Maybe. It might, yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah, they're, they're funny people. If you don't, you, if you guys do like wrestling, still stumbling over my words, if you guys do like wrestling, uh, check out that podcast. It's full of funny people, and it hasn't been updated in a year, but if you like old podcasting <laughs> news, it's great for you. And it's just like this yeah. show, this show, always not as old as that, but our news is about two weeks old because we do an episode every two weeks. So all our news is old too. So if you're into stories you've heard already, check that out. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned earlier in the show, earlier in the show, a minute ago in the show, that uh, we met through our company that we were both in called Spectacles Improv Company. Uh, how did you, was that your first entry into doing stuff on stage or how did you get into doing comedy? Um, so I did like theater in like uh, junior high, high school-ish. And then I started doing it more in college. I took an improv class in college where I met um, Tony Ray. Okay. And He's uh, been on, and then, not this show, but my previous incarnation of the podcast many times. Okay. Okay, yeah. So I met Tony Ray through that, and we became friends, uh, Facebook and stuff. And then one day, I think um, my girlfriend and I accidentally saw a ghost light show. Okay. <laughs> It's weird. We, How do we you accidentally? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> were you <laughs> looking for uh, our rivals? Were you looking for improv? Uh, no, was it no. improv city or whatever the heck it was? Uh, the no, one that performed at the Maverick. I can't remember what they're called. Improv, 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 from improv. Uh, yeah. No, we weren't even going to see an improv show. We legit were going to see. Um, one of our friends was in a play, like a legit play. Or like you're going to go, you think you're going to go see the Lion King on stage, and so it's just five guys on stage mm-hmm. doing horror comedy. Yeah. Um, it was, we sat in like the second row, and Austin was hosting, 
And he came to me with like uh, an open Gatorade bottle. And he said, like, I'm just going to set this here. Please don't touch it. And I was like, okay. And then the lights went out. And this is when Ghostlight was doing the crazy improv. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were like, oh, God, we're at the wrong show. <laughs> and then we, were sitting, we were sitting right in front, so we couldn't leave. And then we sat there, and we were like, oh, this is fun. You know, like, so we had fun either way. And, uh, and then a few, I want to say a few weeks, maybe a month later. Oh, can I back you up a second? Yes, yes. You, did ahead. you tell your friend? That you're going to their show that night and then just not show up? Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. that. We might have seen it like another time. Oh, okay. Like, Sorry. I just I had to know that detail. No, no. It's all right. <laughs> she was like just looking for us. Loud. <laughs> just like, they said they talking. would come. The lights come on. She sees the empty seats with their reserved seats Classic. on it. Yeah. Reserved seats on the um, Yeah. So we went to go. We saw Ghost Light by accident but didn't regret it. And then, like, a month or so later, Tony posted on Facebook that um, his team at the time, Flyspace, was holding auditions. And I was like, sure, yeah, let me go do it. It was, like, that day. It was, like, an hour after I woke up. And then, uh, you know, got on the team and then was doing improv for, I think it was, like, six or seven years. That's it. With spectacles, yeah. Not just that. You were on, and I hate to insult the team that I was on because I think the lobby, which was my team, was a very talented team with a great roster. I don't think there was a better team in that company than Flyspace. I really think well, they were the most that. talented. I appreciate that. I wasn't that. giving you a compliment. I was saying, good, good on you for getting on the team. No, everyone <laughs> on, on that team... team. <laughs> everyone <laughs> on that team was super talented. And, uh, like, around the end of the sh- of the, my time in the company, uh... I kind of stopped going to that many shows. I just kind of was like, I'm, I'm a lobby person. But the only show I'd make an exception for was I, w- I ha- would have to see the fly space every once in a while because the whole team was so talented and blew me away with their musical numbers and just the stuff you guys would say. on. St- you guys were the wittiest, um, just oh. most brilliantly talented, like talented team out there. Like all the other teams were good, but none of them were, t- were even close to doing the same things you guys were doing with the musical numbers and stuff like that. That really set you guys apart from everybody else. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I, I think they were a pretty uh, well-rounded team. So it seemed yeah, like you guys got along lot. really well. For, yeah. For, uh, I'd say for the most part. Oh, well, yeah. We got a lot. Every, every team has its, every improv team has its own little group. Yeah. Stuff, you know? so, I, I can attest to that. I, oh, I love oh, the members of the lobby. <laughs> Uh, I uh, I love almost every member that was in the lobby. Uh, I'll say there's a there's one big exception to that, but uh, Josh Nichols, former co-host of Carl and Josh Show, I do not like him, and now that he's not part of the company, I could say that I think he's a bully and a bad person. But uh, yeah, so yeah, not trying to start drama on your end, but yeah, so yeah, there's groups that have those. There's definitely problems within the groups, but at least on stage, you guys all seem like you got along really well and really gelled together, and you had really great chemistry. Yeah, I mean, we, we felt it on stage. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, if, I feel like if you like each other behind the scenes, it's going to show that you like each other on stage, too. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I love going to lobby shows. Like, I love going to lobby shows. I always wanted to guest spot with the lobby, and I was, like, waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for an invite. <laughs> I loved having Crap, people guess. Okay. If they would have, if my opinion would have mattered at all, you probably would have gotten on. Uh Oh, well, thank you. 
another you, you were thrown up and I was rejected because uh, they always had <laughs> no. they always had the ideas for like okay we're gonna have this person on I loved when we had guests the problem was uh, we only had guest stars when there was a player missing pretty much so like we didn't have that option that much but those shows where we had a guest star on those were always super fun and exciting because you know you get used to working with the same people month in and month out that when there's a new element in there it changes everything it makes it a lot more fun it's fun oh I love it I like um I like that you guys would do like game shows too. Like I like the uh, like the Oscar shows. The Oscar show is my favorite. Oscar yeah. Seasons. Yeah, and I loved. Uh, there was one year where you guys did like Carl Appreciation Night, Austin Appreciation Night, James Appreciation Night, where like you, I believe it was that you got to pick all your favorite games. Yes. And everybody got to play, right? Yeah, that was a very cool year. Okay, I really liked that. No, it was a lot. I look, I I quit. Spectacles uh, like a couple months really before I knew that it, Spectacles pretty much ending anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I don't love those people that I perform with, and doesn't mean that uh, I don't really miss. I I really miss performing. It's been so long since yeah. I've been on a stage, especially, and everyone feels the same way. Pandemic shut everything down, but it, that was a pretty magical time. It was, and looking back on it in retrospect, like hindsight at least. Uh, it's kind of good that Specs shut down before it was forced to shut down, just like two months later. Yeah. Two months later was the pandemic, you know? So, like, it's kind of, we're kind of lucky that yeah. we had, like, a final show. For sure. Yeah. Versus just like, oh, and by the way, that last, whatever, you know, IFL show, that was the last Specs. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> no offense to IFL. No. But. No, it was a, it was, yeah. that was a whole that that was something within the company that wasn't really like the in my opinion the core company that was like a cool thing that mm-hmm. brought in new people but like that was kind of like the farm team. It was, but it kind of became one of the main teams. Oh, I know. It started, yeah, for sure. It started it. I think numbers wise, number yes, sold, for sure. It started selling more tickets. It started selling more tickets, but the people in there were trying were because those weren't set teams. They were like for a year, and then they changed the teams up. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they're yeah. hoping to get a spot on, like, a one of the set teams. That's what I mean. Not an insult yeah, anyone yeah, being in sure. there. It's just they yeah, wanted sure. a more permanent position. The other teams were more permanent. That's all I'm saying. Did you ever perform with IFL? Like, just one off? No, I, uh, that started coming up around when I was, I was starting to edge a little bit out. I wasn't completely out of it yet. I still was in it for years later, but I was kind of, uh, a little distancing myself from the team for personal reasons, uh, from the company for personal yeah. reasons. And so, uh, yeah, I was mainly by that point only doing lobby. I don't, okay. I don't even think I did uh did the cup or anything like that in the past few years. Yeah, yeah, I I did it a few times, maybe two or three. It was fun, like you said, it's fun for like a one off kind of thing. For sure. Um, yeah. Do you do anything else currently now that that's over? Is there anything that you're aspire, aspiring to do? Do you do a podcast? You have a, any theater goals or anything like that going on for you? Um, right now, just working, and uh, I'm going to school right now, going back to school, so... Oh, so you're doing mature stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's time. I still really, really miss performing. Like, I I loved, whether it was, I mean, like, I I did stand-up before I did improv. I only did it for a little while, but, like, I loved that. I loved, what I loved about improv was that it was different 100% of the time. If you, if you missed... Last night's show, if you didn't see Lobby's show or Fly Space's show, like, sorry, you're not going to see it again. And it's hard to, like, 
it's hard to sell that to people. Oh yeah. (laughs) People just think like, Oh, you do comedy. Like, I I mean, like I work like at at my job, you know what I mean? Like people, I think still don't understand even after years of explaining to them what improv is. I think they still think it's stand up comedy. Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's because (laughs) the freaking improv clubs are called stand up clubs are called the improv. That's true. That hurts us a lot. I, I get yeah. that too. I get so many people go like, oh, you do comedy? Tell me a joke. Like, not like that. Yeah. I'm not funny yeah. telling a joke. I'm not really a funny person. <laughs> I get people, like my coworkers will go like, um, hey, do you ever uh, do you ever tell stories mm. about like stuff that happens here when you're, when you're doing comedy? I'm like, if the suggestion is grocery store, then it might come up. But I had so many times, to- yeah, imagine when no, I, was, I did comedy and they go like, oh, like, they'd say something that in my opinion might have been like, homophobic or just like inappropriate workplace comedy stuff and they'd be like oh are you going to use that in your set like no that's that's just horrible (laughs) i also have a coworker who um he thinks he knows what improv is like he he knows it's not stand-up comedy he knows that it's made up on the spot but like if he's just like riffing with somebody like a like myself or another coworker or even a customer or something um if they're just like doing a bit like he goes like, oh, we're just improving. I'm like, that's not, that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> First I mean, of all, that word is improving. So. <laughs> I mean, everybody, like all conversation technically is improvisational unless yeah. it's scripted, but it's not the same it's, thing. And exactly. you, you can't apply certain, uh, certain tenets of, of improv in your, in your conversation, like yes and stuff like that. But it's mm-hmm. not really doing the same thing <laughs> as improv. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to. I'm I'm sure every single improviser. Oh yeah, that. for sure. And it also That's doesn't help. Improv is just like right above like mime and ventriloquism in the uh, in the comedy rankings. If any time mm. I've seen it on a movie or TV show, it's always making fun of how stupid improv is. And I don't mind. I always get excited when I see it because it's very true in some aspects. But that definitely oh, yeah. doesn't doesn't help you market it to people. Like, yeah, you know that thing they were making fun of on a uh, Family Guy the other night. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just saw, like, what was it, Bob's Burgers or, like, uh, Key and Peele. You know, they, they make fun of improv sometimes, but it's like, I know you guys took improv classes, yeah, all so the, all that's these why people you can did. laugh at it. All these people did, but they don't, they, oh, I yeah. think regular audiences don't seem to realize they're making fun of it, but they also did it and got somewhere. All the SNL people, they got somewhere from, like, doing that shit. Oh, yeah. I like, um, there was once where, um, I think Wargo was hosting Blamo. And he asked um, another team that we were on at the time, um, All Party No DJ, we were like one of, Blamo was like a, um, like a variety show. So you would usually have like an improv team and a stand-up comedian and then maybe like a musical guest. And so we were the improv team. And then there was a stand-up comedian who like after our set came out and just like made fun of made fun of improvisers <laughs> <laughs> to improvisers and you have to laugh at it because it's true oh yeah so, that's also kind of brave you know. on his part because like i know i'm in front of an audience <laughs> people of improvisers or improv fans and i'm gonna mock that that's a that's a pretty brave way to go out with your material i respect that um yeah i mean like and also there's probably like 12 people in the crowd so oh yeah definitely by like the end of but around yeah. by the end of spectacles, uh, the audiences did tend to get kind of small sometimes. Yeah, that was kind of disheartening. Yeah, that was, that was definitely something yeah. to hurt. I remember yeah. uh, 
I told because there was a period where we were selling out shows. Uh, the lobby was selling out shows every single time. There were people. We were breaking fire codes. People were seeing the stair in the stairways and stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. And so uh, we had a show set up. Uh, we usually went on at like ten o'clock at night. We had a show set up for eight o'clock. So I was like, okay, guys, everyone that can get here. I told fam all my family, you guys get here. You've been saying you didn't want to get come to a show, but it's too late. This one's gonna be at eight o'clock. But get here early because you are not going to be able to get a seat. And that show we had like the front row, and that was it. <laughs> it was oh, super no. embarrassing because family showed up, but it was like it was basically just a couple of my family members and then some other people, and that was it. It's like, no, we're usually more than this. I swear. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, we've all been there. Oh, my sister, out of like all the years that I did this, she only came to one of my shows, and it was like, um, it wasn't even a really an improv show. It was like. Uh, Okay, there was a British um, game show called What I Lie to You. Okay, I know this it's one. It's basically yeah. like, like two truths and a lie, or it could be they're all the truth or they're all a lie. And the other team has to guess whether you said it was true. What you just said, what you just read from like an envelope is true, or are you telling a lie? And that's like the only thing that she came to. <laughs> I was like, out of all my improv shows, this is the one that you came to. My dad came to the very first lobby show. Uh, so that we were in a small, like, 25-seat theater, maybe less seats. Uh, and we were all, we thought we were good at the time, looking back on it now, really bad. So he went to that uh, one, and then he went to one of the ones later on in this, when we were having our dwindling crowds. And I, I mean, he might say I'm wrong about this, because he listens to this show. Uh, but I think he only came to those two shows. And so he never saw, like, oh, yeah, we're actually really good, because he only saw no <laughs> audience and first show, so that's pretty crappy. Yeah, if uh, if the sample size is small, then it's it's hard to. Well, you, you, you know. even if you have like a brilliant show, so if you have a small audience, they're not comfortable laughing as much. You have to you have to grade on like, do you believe them when they said you had a good show? Because you can't really yeah. tell. Yeah. Laughter is infectious, and if you don't have anybody laugh off of, it's uh, pretty hard to tell. Although then again, rehearsals are always way better than the shows, so I don't know. I, that's it's weird, isn't that always the weird? You'll, like I'll I'll still have like scenes that I remember um like I'll still remember like scenes that we did in the uh in rehearsal. You know oh yeah. I mean? Like I'm like, oh that was great. Oh yeah, I still have, I still have several myself. Yeah, it's just it's just the way it is. So like I, I just have to tell people, I swear we're sometimes funny. It's just you haven't seen it because <laughs> it's like the invisible man from Mystery Men. He can only do he can only be invisible when no one's watching. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. All right. I think uh, we've alienated any of our audience that doesn't care about improv. Uh, so let's move Sorry on. about that. No, that's my <laughs> fault. I let it go because I was having a good time. So hopefully they like yeah. that. If not, oh, well, it's my fucking podcast. And sorry, Dad, I cussed <laughs> again. My dad's been going like, I didn't know you had such a such a potty mouth. Because in front of him, uh, I have I'll, no problem not cussing. But suddenly, like, to, on the... Uh, no, no, no. Brain, do yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> it's just that uh, I didn't realize I was going, like, that I was just leaning into that on the podcast. And now that I've noticed that, I still can't stop it. Like, mm -hmm. at work, in front of the right people, I don't have a problem cursing. Like, I just won't do yeah, it. Yeah. But, like, for some reason, when I'm podcasting, that's the... My verbiage goes out the window, and all I can say is fucking for everything. <laughs> it's your... I mean, it's, it's, it's your oh, show. Yeah. Yeah, you yes, do whatever you want. Yeah, my dad has a fucking deal with it. <laughs> all right. 
So a segment I, I came up with a little bit before I went on my hiatus was that I would start taking notes when the ideas would come to me when I'm watching a TV show or movie. Uh, uh, just like thought or playing a video game, something like that. And so I started writing those down and bringing them into the show. And something I realized, I forgot to do it last episode. So some of these are from the hiatus. And I don't know, because they're kind of bullet pointed. I don't know what all my notes mean. Perfect. So, okay. Uh, some of them are, are recent. But so we'll, we'll go through. I have about five. No, four. Four of them. So we'll see if, if they all make sense. So all one right. of them, I was watching The Great Mouse Detective, and I say, mice resemble human tenants. Okay. So I think this is what I was trying to think of. What came first? If you, have you seen The Great Mouse Detective? It's been a while, but yes. Okay, so I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm very weird in this that I like to do things in order, and once I start, I can't stop. So what, uh -huh. I started, what I started doing is I started watching all the Disney movies in order from cartoons, in order from release to, uh, to present. So like the oh, beginning, wow. so starting with Snow White worked my way up. So I got to Great yeah. Mouth Detective. I was watching it, and, you know, it's, a, it's a, basically a spoof on Sherlock Holmes. But if you pay attention, he lives at 212B Baker Street underneath Sherlock Holmes' house. And he yes. acts just like Sherlock Holmes. And Sherlock Holmes and Watson already live there. In the movie The Great Mouse Detective, a mouse that's like Watson shows up at his place. So is it like fate that you were supposed to, if you live in a place, the mice that go into that place are going to eventually resemble the humans? Or, like, how does this work? That's such a weird coincidence that a mouse that acts like Sherlock Holmes lives there. And then a mouse that acts like Watson moves in there after Watson already lives there. This universe is really weird. Just go down smaller, like do cells act like the people that are in the house with. I don't know. Like yeah, this, like, like do do are the fleas. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like fleas. Do bugs go like this? Just keep on going uh -huh. smaller and smaller and smaller. Amoeba that are like Sherlock Holmes and Watson, which I want to see that show. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> it could be. That's a, uh, oh man, I need to watch that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's still very good. It is weird that yeah. uh, uh, the common thing in older Disney movies is that people get so drunk they hiccup. That's like an old thing that they did all the time. And I, I, st I never really know, I don't drink myself, <laughs> but I notice, mm -hmm. uh, I've never noticed anyone start hiccuping like crazy, but they have it, it happened in that. I think it happens in, uh, in uh, Robin Hood Pinocchio. at one point. I Pinocchio. Pinocchio too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I never Dumbo. I yeah, Dumbo, he gets so drunk he hicks up hiccups. Uh I don't really drink. Is that a thing? Do you know anyone that gets I don't, hiccups I don't from drink that? Either. Oh, okay. hiccups from the wrong person. I don't but I don't I mean I guess. I mean I'm I'm sure I've seen people like that have been like inebriated and also hiccup at the same time. You know what I mean? But like I don't know if that's like I never realized that, man. I was wondering if it's they a thing like uh, like how back in the days in cartoons, people were always go, you know, getting into quicksand and or not just cartoons, anything. Quicksand was like mm. everywhere. And then I learned yeah. in real life, quicksand's not really that dangerous. They just made yeah. it into yeah. a thing that, that doesn't exist. So maybe Hiccup, it's like that. That, um, that it was a Jungle Book movie, but it was like, I don't know if it was Disney. Is it like it live action from... It was live action, but not the not the recent Disney one. It was like in the nineties yeah, or Mowgli didn't it was speak. From the nineties, yeah. Yeah, I never saw the and whole I think thing. It's like, I think it's the, maybe I could be totally wrong. I think it's maybe the guy who played Liu Kang plays Mowgli in this one, but he's like an adult. 
I have to check to see like, if you're if you're accidentally racist. If someone says something like that, uh, I have to I check. <laughs> I might be. Um, yeah, dude, that movie is dark as hell. Like it scared me as a yeah. kid because there's like there's a guy who's like chasing Mo- Mowgli gets captured and there's a guy chasing him. I think they like they capture him to take. It's kind of a Tarzan thing. Okay, like, they okay. bring him to the real world and then. Okay, yeah, um, or George the Jungle. Yeah. Or some people yes. did that as yeah. well. Yes. <laughs> I love George the Jungle. Not I haven't George seen it in years. No, you got the not, sequel. Not George the Jungle number two, but also. Um, but yeah, like there's a guy chases Mowgli and he he dies in quicksand and it's terrifying. It's, uh, it's like traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I am and another guy dies by sand too, but it's not quicksand. It's just like a, like a booby trap. I think you might be wrong. I'm gonna. I, I checked the guy, the actor who played Liu Kang, but now I'm gonna check the, see if I can find them. I didn't want to look up the movie because there's so many Jungle Books. It's hard to narrow it it's down. It's like it's the movie is called like. It's the author's name. It's Rudyard like, Ki- the, Rudyard Kipling's. Yeah, the Jungle Book. Yes. Let's see. I found it. It's from 1994. Yes. Uh. No, it's not the same guy. You're a racist. I'm sorry. I, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, we just uncovered that on the show. <laughs> I, I just found out myself. Oh, <laughs> it is totally not him. Now that I'm seeing a picture of him. I also haven't seen that movie since mid-90s. So. Well, it's a good thing. We, I, 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 we're gonna, you're going to get canceled because of this, but uh, oh, yeah. uh, you're gonna, I mean, it's your own fault. All right. Here's one that I really don't remember what exactly my point was. Like, I could kind of get the Great Mouse Detective one. I'm not sure about this one. Nice actors make it terrible for mean actors. I don't know what I was trying to say there. I'm almost certain I had some great point, because all my points are brilliant. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. Are they saying, was I trying to say that um, if you're really nice, you're willing to sign autographs and stuff like that, do you make it harder for people, like... If I was a famous actor, I'm not a people person. I want to do the work and not deal with people. So if they're coming to me for autographs, I don't want to pretend to to care about you and your family and sign your autographs and stuff like that. That's the best thing I could think of. But I don't think that doesn't sound the usual brilliant me. So it's probably not quite it. It's maybe adjacent to that. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I do know that I think that uh, the uh, Larry David is brilliant in the fact that he's famous for being like a mean person. And uh-huh. so like, if he's mean to you, it's actually great. Like you get to go like, Oh my God, I was treated like crap by Larry David. That's so awesome. So I can see it the other way around, but I can't see what point I was trying to make in the original point during my hiatus. I feel like there are people though that are like, that's their character. That's what they're known for, but really they're like a nice person. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I went to a, a, I was at the Staples Center once and like I was just walking by the men's room and then like I just happened to look and out walking out of the men's room was Jeff Ross, the roast master. Yeah. And his, that's like his job is to like roast people. And I was like, oh shit, it's Jeff Ross. <laughs> I was like, can I take a picture? He's like, yeah, sure. You know, like get in here. He was super nice. We posed and he said, we did it <laughs> as we posed. So I was like, yeah, I guess we did it. <laughs> I don't know what we did, but... Oh, yeah, and there's people that play villains all the time that turn out to be great people. But oh. I think, like, 
but some of them, like I've heard stories that the Larry David thing was based on, I've heard a, a person I listened to on the radio, uh, Allie McKay, I think it was. Uh, she okay. was like, she met Larry David and he said, he said something rude to her and she was excited by it because that's Larry David's persona. And like, yeah, that would be great. I want that kind of life. I want to be a working actor who everybody loves, who I get to treat people like shit. Not like, not like the shit, like, don't look at me. Don't look me in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. But just like, yeah. I don't have to pretend to like you kind of thing. Like, I can be cordial, but like, if you, if you get in my face, I get to say something and not be judged for, uh, for just wanting to be by myself. Yeah, that's a, that's a decent level of respect, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's one that always, that's been bugging me for a while, and I see it all the time in, in TV or sitcom, mostly sitcoms. It's a, it's a trope that's done to death. So in sitcoms, like they're always having this thing where like couples are arguing, and then suddenly they accidentally blurt out "I love you," and the, like suddenly they're like, "What did you say?" Oh, I I don't I don't know. Did you just say you love me? I I, I don't know. That doesn't happen in real life. No way. The first time saying "I love you" is an accident. You plan that out. You or you decide to say it. it's not like you're arguing and suddenly the words come out. Like, we're going to get divorced, and then suddenly I love you. Well, actually, that's a little too far. We're going to break up. If you're married, you have never said you love the person. That's a bad marriage. That's a very bad example. You might need to get divorced. Yeah. Point. Yeah, yeah th that's definitely trying to save it. Uh, but, no, if you're in a relationship and you suddenly say it, you don't say it like that. Same thing with, like, people are arguing all the time in a, relationship, in a, in a show, and then suddenly they, like, stop and start fucking. Yeah. That doesn't happen in real life. I'm, oh, yeah. To be fair, I'm not super like the uh, player guy that went out there and, uh, and sowed my seed across the town, but I'm pretty sure that's uh -huh. not a real thing. I could be wrong. <laughs> if any of my it, 10 it, listeners it has had this experience, <laughs> let me know. But that seems it's a ridiculous trope to me that's used all the time. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, like you said, that I don't think that happens. It doesn't sound like it happens. And yeah, they do uh, it so I mean, often. It's, it's just one of those, it just happens in friends and all those like night it sounds it sounds like a really 90s sitcom yeah i can't remember what i was watching when i when i wrote down that note but i don't think it was something old i feel like it's because i feel like that's still a thing that happens in tv Ooh, shows they're, they're just really not there are some tropes that like just won't go away they need to get rid of that there's a lot of i i was saying like if if every episode of any any sitcom that has happened for the past 60 years right there it's always like a miscommunication a misunderstanding it's always he thinks she's talking about x but he's really talking about y and she you know what i mean like there it's always some kind of miscommunication oh yeah that they don't figure out until the end of the episode if they would have just been like wait are you talking about frank no i'm talking about jim oh okay no they, my bad they always go the like are we talking long. about the same thing yeah, and then they say vague things that could fit into that yeah. or the scenario they came up with. I mean, if you watch, yeah. like, Three's Company, every episode of that show is basically that premise. But it's been done to death. It still yeah. happens. All, almost, I'd say the 90% of sitcom problems can be solved by just communicating like a person. That's just, that's every episode of Everybody Loves Raymond right there. Well, also, I like, wouldn't say that one as much. I feel like there's other ones that are much worse than Raymond on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, like, there's a lot of... I found there's kind of like a trope of, like, 
hot wife and goofy dad or hot wife and goofy husband. Well, there's that great like, show. There's help. a there's a show coming out right now that I really I think it's only had two episodes. I really want to see, but I gotta wait for it to stop to go on to streaming. Have you heard of Kevin can fuck himself? Yeah, I I saw a trailer for it. I think. It's uh I think it's Ann Murphy is name, the girl from Shit's Creek. Uh, basically she plays the sitcom wife married to the boorish guy. And like some parts of it are like filmed like a sitcom, but then when she's by herself, it turns into like, it goes into single cam. It gets more dramatic. It's about like how she wants to get out of his life where she's treated like crap by her husband, uh, in like the old sitcom tropes. And then she goes oh. back for it. Like when it's with the husband, it's, uh, you know, four camera sitcom, laugh track, stuff like that. And then outside of it, it's dark dramedy. Ooh, that sounds so cool. I love that shows are like taking leaps and bounds like that. Yeah, kind of meta, like but Bring, yeah. Because like, I... sorry, did you watch um, WandaVision? Loved WandaVision. Yes, it was so good. I love that it was like you don't find out what's happening for like the first like three or four episodes. Where you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I think here? the like, first two episodes were so good. were almost ninety percent just a sitcom. And so like then, the very end. Yeah, and like I think the, the third one, episode. they finally yeah. started doing the outside world stuff. Yeah, that show was so good. I mean, all these, I, I plan on having a, a special show where, where with the guests where we go over the first three Marvel shows after those are, after Loki's finished, because I think all these mm -hmm. shows are so brilliant. But I uh, haven't watched the last, I didn't watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier or Loki yet. Okay. Once I get some free time, I'll go through them. I'll, I mean, I don't want to ruin too much for... Uh, I'm not going to ruin anything for you, but also for what I'm going to say later. All I'll say is that I thought Falcon mm -hmm. Winter Soldier was just going to be a uh, a generic action show. And mm -hmm. it actually had much more to say than I thought it would. And it was it was really good. It was I, I was expected to... I was the least excited for that show. And it blew me away. I thought it was really good. So definitely check that one out. Nice. Have you seen all the uh, MCU movies uh yeah i am if, if you ever listen to an episode of this show which you know my parents probably don't like this that much but again they're not the sole audience they're the majority <laughs> of the audience uh <laughs> i talk about the mcu a lot i love the mcu okay. uh i start i was not a comic book fan until uh, the tv show daredevil came out and then i became obsessed with comics i read almost everything wow. i could find of, of daredevil and i got this app called uh, marvel unlimited where you pay like 70 bucks a year and you get access to 20,000 Marvel comics. Uh, oh. So so I got really into, into the Marvel stuff from there. So I, I read the comics, I watch the shows, I see all the movies. I, I love that stuff. So we're going to go over nice. some Marvel stuff later, I'm sure. Sure. All right, uh, let's see. Okay, one more, one more thought I had. So I was, again, I'm watching all the Disney movies in order. I got to Pocahontas. Okay. And I realized, okay, for one thing, that movie's already kind of messed up as it is. They took a true story of something that's messed up, that white people changed to, like, a nice love story. That's basically uh -huh. what it is. In real life, white people took advantage of, like, a little girl. Basically, she was, like, 12 years old and destroyed her and her people, like, and then they made it into a love story with music. Yeah. But uh, another uh -huh. thing, I was watching the movie, and even in that universe, it's not that nice because... There's a point in the movie where John Smith is chasing after Pocahontas. He doesn't know who she is yet. He just, you know, he's got to kill those savages. His words, not mine. Uh, yes. And he's chasing after her, and he gets the gun drop on her, and he has his gun pointed at her, and then she turns around, and it turns out she's beautiful. And that's the whole reason he didn't <laughs> kill her. 
The whole sure. movie, if, if Pocahontas didn't have a good, if she had a butterface or something like that, <laughs> the whole movie would have been different. She would have blown her out of blown her head off and then you know they would have wiped out the native americans that would have been the end of it but because she was pretty yeah. you know it's a nice love story yeah <laughs> it's so that's messed another up. one i have uh, it's it's real messed up i mean there's like videos out there where you could see like uh things that disney did wrong about this movie and they'll do stu- their top 10 lists <laughs> or even top Probably, the weird like, thing is, I think that were inaccurate. The the weird thing is, I think they thought they were being progressive. I really do. I think it was well intentioned. I really think they thought, like, look, we're getting a Native American uh, main character in here, and we're showing their side. But the whole side was both sides should change. That was a story. Both sides should learn to understand each other. It's like, no, we wiped out. We came to the Native Americans' land and just wiped them out. But you know, they need to learn that yeah. we're we're good and they're good. It's all right. No, they, they should be pissed. Yeah, and they what was it all over? Gold. Yeah, and they were like, exactly. Oh, we got we got coal. Yeah, it, it's so <laughs> bad. I even I've seen the uh, the the straight to VHS uh, sequel. That's pretty mm-hmm. bad too. But that one, it's there's like a love triangle where she has to choose between John Smith and some other guy. She goes to England and isn't like like every every guy in those movies like their name is John. Uh, it's like John Smith. Radcliffe, his name is like John Radcliffe in real life. I think they just never address it because they didn't want to confuse like kids, probably. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And then this the guy in the second one, the one that I don't does she marry him? I, I think know. she I think she her, uh, I think she leaves John Smith and goes with the other guy. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, bad. I wanna say his I wanna say his name is John something. Probably. Also, yeah. A lot of those sequels, the direct to VHS or DVD sequels, were really oh yeah. Bad. Like my favorite uh, Disney animated film is Hunchback. I think that one's so dark. It really shouldn't be a kids movie. I mean, it's basically about a guy who lusted after a woman, blamed her for him being for his actions, and yeah. uh, just tried to just kill a bunch of people over it. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's a really good movie. Uh, it actually ages kind of well in the Me Too movement with like. The, you show the kind of toxic guys that go like that don't take accountability for their actions, which yeah. is what Claude Frollo is. I think it's kind of brilliant. And even then, they have the guy who doesn't get the girl, and he doesn't act like a dick about it. Quasimodo doesn't yeah. get the girl, and he's super cool. But uh, the 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 sequel, because what I liked about the end of the movie is he didn't get the girl, because realistically, Quasimodo would not get a girl that looks like Osmeralda. Even if he's a great guy, yeah. it's not going to happen. In the sequel, he dates a girl voiced by Jennifer Love Hewitt, who's this pretty blonde lady, and it's like, yeah, he gets her almost immediately. That's not the problem. The romance isn't the problem. People are trying to steal his bells, which is the main problem. I I haven't seen that sequel. I haven't seen the sequel. It's not good. It's so bad. It's, yeah, that was... Uh, I remember seeing, like, trailers for it, like, on know the vhs when when we would put in a vhs yeah of the movie that you wanted a bug's life or something and they had about like, 40 minutes oh. of trailers on those vhs's oh so much so much <laughs> all right but, yeah i never i never saw the sequel oh or if you if, first, if you, first, if you first, do first if you do watch it with a group of people where you can make fun of it i watched it by myself and was miserable but i usually once i start watching mm-hmm. a movie i have to finish it there's been a couple where it's been so bad where I can't finish it, but for the most part, 
I have to do that. I get Disney ones or movies in general. Yeah, I I I have this weird thing. Like I told you, if I start something from the beginning, I have to start uh, go to the end, like watching things in order. I feel yeah. guilty if I stop, which makes no sense because the only person it affects is me. It's not like I'm letting anybody down. Not like someone's going like, "Wait, you stopped watching the Disney movies in order, or you skipped a, a couple? What's wrong with you?" Yeah. <laughs> I I get I get like that too. You do too. I um, the last time I did that was uh, every around the Christmas time. I like to watch Christmas movies, okay. or at least like holiday themed movies, right? Yeah. Um, and one maybe a year last year or so uh i put on christmas with the cranks i had never seen it before that's with um tim tim, tim allen. allen and uh damian lee curtis yes yes it is yeah and there's like a part where like she she 90 percent of her dialogue is her screaming <laughs> like it's it's she didn't scream that much in halloween because <laughs> 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 she did christmas with the cranks and there was one part where she just like screamed with like Dan Aykroyd's fingers got caught in a window or something. And I was like, I can't, I got to stop. I can't, st- I can't watch this anymore. You know, who, that's based on a book, right? Do you know who wrote that book? Oh no. Who? It's based on a book by John Grisham, the, the law movie, the law book guy, you know, the guy who made the firm and the client oh and uh, a time to kill or time to a kill or something like that. Can't remember. I've never actually seen it. Uh, really? uh, Rainmaker, all those law movies. Yeah, he also wrote Christmas with the Cranks. Stick to the stick to the law. <laughs> stick to yeah, stick to law. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read. Uh, I used to be a big fan of his, and uh, he even wrote like one about farming. And I was like, oh, it's Christian, so it's probably gonna be good. It was not good. No. He has to stick mm-hmm. to what he knows. Otherwise, Stay it's just super boring. Yeah. All right. So uh, that that's all the my thoughts on TV that I had or TV and movies I had recently. So let's get on to entertainment news. I really wish I was talented enough to have like segment music come up during everything or sound <laughs> effects. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. The entertainment news theme song, but I don't. But thank you for participating. No You're improvising. <laughs> You're improvising. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Most of, some of this news is two weeks old, moving all the way up to something I saw today. So we got a lot of articles. We'll see what uh, what we have time for, what I find interesting, what I just throw out the, out the, out the window. Okay. So the first one, this is one I saw today, and I thought it was kind of interesting. And I, I always like to find things that uh, people uh, that have some controversy and see what people come down on, what side they come down on with this. So late, recently, uh, do you watch uh, The Late Late Show with James Corden? I'll see clips every now and then uh, if it like pops up on somebody shares it on Facebook or something, you know, or I, I don't, I'll watch like a few of the carpool karaoke's or the, the live musicals that they do, but that's a, you know, here every now and then. Okay. So I'm, I'm a big late night show guy. I, I go to sleep every night watching late night TV. Uh, and he's one that I watch rarely, but I do like him. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy I absolutely hate is Jimmy Fallon. And I, some people will say James mm-hmm. Corden is a lot like Jimmy Fallon, but I say James Corden was on Doctor Who, so I give him some leeway. <laughs> uh, but uh, he has a segment that I actually have been a fan of, but I could I, I had never thought about this before. It's called uh, Fill Your Guts or Spill Your Guts. or No, Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts, something like that. All right. It's basically yeah. 
it's truth or you have to eat this disgusting food that we put in front of you. And it's yes. like a rotating table okay. full of this stuff. And you get to choose which food the other person has to do. And they ask really personal questions and they have to tell it or they get penalized and have to eat something. Now, yeah. this has gotten uh, come under controversy recently because all, pretty much all that food is a delicacy somewhere in the world. We might not, as Americans, uh, who are very picky, might not think mm-hmm. it sounds good to us. But other places, they're like, hey, that's, that's what we eat. And so it's coming into controversy yeah. because of that, because people are claiming that it's insensitive to those places and kind of snobbish and discriminatory to put that as a punishment to make you eat that food. So I was wondering, mm-hmm. what do you okay. think about that? Do you think he should stop doing the segment or should people just let, let it go? I mean, like, what else? With, I feel like other shows where Fear Factor was doing this way before. Yeah, they Fear were. Fear Factor was doing this 20 years ago. Where yeah, they 20 like, years ago. Times have changed. Eat, eat, eat this cow tongue or something, you know? Like, I mean, what else? If they did something, what else would they do? Like, eat this McDonald's that's been sitting in a van for a month? Well, like, they, they have to know. still keep it safe. There, people are saying he should just drop the segment. That times have changed. People have become more sensitive to other people's points of view. And then maybe we should cut this out. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's tricky. It is. <laughs> it 100% is. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I'm kind of in the same boat that you are in. Cause I think, I think it's a funny segment. Uh, it's one of my favorite segments to watch on that show. Whenever he has a new one of those, I usually watch it. So I'm definitely not a person that, that was like, Oh, I'm offended by this. But then again, I'm also, you know, I'm a, I'm a straight white guy who's born, yeah. born in, in the in the U.S. and I have had this point of view my entire life. And I've become very aware that I've had points of views in the past that were problematic or that were wrong, that I've listened to other people's vo- viewpoints and gone like, you know what? You're right. Because I didn't understand that viewpoint because I'm not going through that. I have to change my point of view. And I feel like this yeah. might be one of them that, you know, is it going to hurt his show if he just lets that thing go? Look, it was funny. We had a good time with it, but it is causing it. It's getting a pretty decent movement on people wanting to get rid of it. Uh, and I think if he wants to portray himself as a guy who listens to people and cares about issues about race and culture and stuff like that, he should probably let it go. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal if he keeps it around, but maybe you just want to be on the right side of history on this one and not make a segment that another other cultures think you're making fun of them. True. Yeah. It's like you said, it's not going to drop his ratings people aren't gonna like boycott the show because he got rid of it yeah i don't even think he needs to, to to like make an apology or anything like that if he does good on him i don't get this backlash people get like if uh if someone does something offensive now they apologize there's a backlash that they get i feel mm-hmm. like a like a ellie kemper you know who ellie kemper is yeah from uh the office yeah okay so recently it came yeah. out the inner in her past she was uh she participated in a beauty pageant that turns out has its hit is pretty much uh, was created by white supremacists in the past. And she was when she was 19 years old and she's like, she looks like, like, look, I didn't know about that when I was younger, that it was, a, it was associated with white supremacy. I saw it as a beauty pageant. And, but me being ignorant of that doesn't excuse me for participating in this thing. And she apologized. I was like, look, I don't think she needed to apologize, but I respect the fact that she did because even though she was ignorant of this thing, you know, it's, it's, it's something bad that she was a part of, and she acknowledges that. I don't think she's racist, yeah. but, you know, good on her. But if you look on the comments section, people are pissed off at her for apologizing. And I'm just like, 
If you feel bad about something, you should apologize. But people are pissed. People are, some people are just going to be pissed no matter what. True. You know what I mean? Like, there are people out there who are like, hey, I'll give you $100. You just got to walk 10 feet to that table and grab it. You know, and they go, what do you mean I got to walk over to that table? Like, why can't you just give it to me? Yeah. Like, there, there are just people out there like that, you know? Like, oh, yeah. People would be, people would be, she, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, kind of. Yeah. If you accidentally end up in some sort of scandal. Like, I, I don't think she knew unless it was like, she was wearing a Confederate flag. Or she or was, she's like, she really pulled um, off that white hood. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless it was something like that, then I doubt she knew that, like, the whoever put on this, you know, beauty pageant, <laughs> like... Yeah. I doubt she knew their history or anything. Yeah, but, what 19-year-old like, does research on, like, on the beauty pageant they're going to go to? Especially, especially like, this must have happened i don't know how old she is but maybe 15 20 years ago yeah when the internet was so, not as good as it is today yeah exactly so i doubt she knew it so i mean she apologized she didn't i don't think she necessarily had to but she felt she wanted to so and that and that's good on, yeah exactly that's good on her and that's the thing it's her choice for her career and and her persona what she wants to put out there if she goes like look i feel bad about this thing why do people get mad about that? And same thing with Corden. If he, Corden goes on and goes like, look, I think that's insensitive what I did and I feel bad about it and we won't do it in the future, good. If he doesn't and just drops it from his show, good. If he wants to keep it on, there might be some backlash. I think it might be the wrong move, but ultimately I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because I don't think it's intentionally racist. I think he's just like, look, Americans find this food gross. We're not saying it's bad everywhere else, but we're definitely saying to us, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, so if he takes it, like you said, if he takes it off, All right, it's uh, not going to hurt him. Next one. Okay, so everyone's talking about this, but I think we need to bring it up on the podcast to save it in posterity for people, for future generations that come across this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it has recently become a thing that, um, do you watch the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max? No, but I know what you're going to talk about because I have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everyone knows about this. But, you know, my some people don't have Twitter uh, or don't use social media that much, but they follow this show uh-huh. religiously. So on the, on season three of that show, they're they're working on scripts right now, and there was a scene that HBO Max nixed. They said, we're not going to put this in the show, show because it, we don't want this in there. And it was a scene where Batman went down on Catwoman, and they're like, why won't you let us do this? Now, Harley Quinn, the show, is not for kids. It is an, a, a very adult cartoon show for adult, very mature, very violent, very sexual sometimes too. Uh, really yeah. funny, an amazing show. So it fit in there that Batman would go down on Catwoman, but they're DC was like, no, we don't. We sell action figures of this character, and we don't think that they would sell. The hero was doing that because heroes don't do that, and that is the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Uh huh. <laughs> Every, yeah, everyone's just throwing up like uh, they're throwing up DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Uh, went out and said that he doesn't do that. So there's like Batman and DJ Khaled are the are basically the same in that aspect. <laughs> Rich guys that don't take care of their women. Oh jeez. I just come on. It's an adult show. We it's, it, it, there's plenty of shows where women go down on men. That's mm-hmm. very common. It is much less common for a guy to reciprocate on a girl in TV. In TV, yeah. Um. 
and like uh, it's so dumb that like that is the topic of discussion but then like so okay so who said dc told hbo told uh, told the we don't we don't want dc told the creators of harley quinn okay that they don't want batman doesn't do that yeah the heroes don't do that heroes don't do that that's in there yeah that is a quote. That's not something I made up. That's part of the quote is heroes I, don't do that. Which is so weird because like, um, and he is performing it on Catwoman, who is also a woman probably around his age. But then did you ever see the killing joke? Yes, um, I have. Movie? Where Batman yeah. uh, and and Bat- Batgirl, and Bat- they get it Bat- on. Batgirl, yeah. who is like basically kind of his adopted daughter. Yeah. Like, not literally his adopted daughter, but like, but she's barely she's out of high school. He, she's like, yeah, she's she's in college. She's like, in, and Batman's got to be like in his forties, either late thirties, early forties, yeah, yeah. And then like, and all of a sudden, there's this like random built-up sexual tension that they just added because I didn't read that comic book. And that I don't, the whole uh, the whole beginning it. of the movie is not in the comic. The whole storyline with Batman, but with Batgirl as a lead, isn't in there. It starts off after that storyline's over with. Wow. So they, they just really needed that. They needed extra. Uh, Bat, Batman, Batgirl, sex scene. They wanted to add some extra padding to the movie because it would have run short. And they're like, yeah, this will do it. And it, it really didn't, it didn't help a lot of people. Is, is Batgirl's uh, gay best friend, at least in the comic book? Not to my knowledge, I'm not super familiar with uh, with her uh, story stuff, but uh, he was pretty stereotypical. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit on the nose there. <laughs> um, but back to the Harley Quinn thing. How how dumb? <laughs> how dumb? Like obviously, it's not for kids. None of it has said it was for kids. I mean, Harley and like all the other. Even in the Batman, I'm wearing a Batman the Animated Series shirt right now. It's like heavily implied that she has a relationship with the Joker, and that he's pretty abusive to her. Yeah. So you can show that in a clearly children's show. Yeah, and that that can't showing a guy t- taking care of his woman's needs is more offensive than a woman being in an abusive relationship. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. He, they'd rather see like Batman, you know, hit Catwoman or Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn in the face than uh, go down on her. Yeah, and even like some of the voice actors uh, came out. Uh, Diedrich Bader, who uh, plays Batman in that series and also in uh, Brave and the Bold, he's like, yeah, he does. Heroes do this. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Yeah, everyone just came out in support of yeah. Batman would either either they're going he Batman's terrible and not a good lover for his woman or like just a selfish billionaire, or that of course Batman would do that. That debate was all mask. over social media. He would do it and leave his mask on. All right, that's the only part. He leaves it accessible. <laughs> just in case, oh man. Yeah, you could argue Spider Man wouldn't because you know it, his whole face cover. He's like, I can't take off the mask. But Batman, yeah, would, Batman takes care of his women. Yeah, I, I, yeah, so stupid, so stupid. Mm. All right, uh, the next story. Uh, now I have not watched this show, but I think I just want to know your thoughts on this. So the show Manifest recently got canceled. 
I've never seen it, but I, I don't know about you, but I've had a hard time even wanting to watch any show about planes and plane incidents since Lost. I think that killed the genre for me. I've never even heard of Manifest. <laughs> it was sorry. on. It was like on like NBC or something like that. But there have been a couple shows that have to do with planes since Lost came uh-huh. out. That I think we're trying to recapture that audience, and that audience doesn't want to be caught again. We've been hurt oh. too badly. <laughs> Is it? Was it about like a people crash landing on uh, in? I don't, deserted islands? I'll be 100% audience, uh, audience uh, honest. I've never seen an episode of Manifest. I think it was about a plane crash and about like, uh, like there's a mystery around the plane crash. But okay. I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure because once I saw plane, I was out. Yeah, like, like you said, lost people. If it's a mystery Lo- show about a plane, no, I'm good. <laughs> Unless it was uh, the Langoliers, that old Stephen King movie. Oh yeah, that sure. Was a... <laughs> Maybe I, I, yeah, I've never seen that. Is that even based on a book, or is that just the movie? I, I think it was a short story. Oh okay, his short stories. He's done a suck. lot of short stories. I just finished reading yeah. a book of his short stories, and it was terrible. He needs oh, really? he needs room. He can't, he can't do the short well. I'm mm. a huge Stephen King fan, but I hated that book. Yeah. All right. Uh. I'm going to do two stories Sorry, back. Manifest. <laughs> You're canceled. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do two stories that are kind of similar. Uh, so I'm just going to eliminate both of them around the same, about the same time. So Mindy Kaling is doing a, a new adaptation of Scooby-Doo, but it's going to be centering around Velma, called Velma. Yeah. And she's going to be an East Asian uh, woman who is, I think she's a lesbian in this. Not 100% sure about that, but I think she's definitely a lesbian, uh, definitely East Asian instead of the usual white Bowman that we know about. And a lot of people are upset about that. Throw in also, okay. I'm going to throw in another story really quickly because they're a similar thing. They're also making a new Snow White live action show, a movie from Disney. Uh, uh, and this is going to be starring a Colombian woman named Rachel Ziegler, who is the star of West Side Story. So she showed them that she could sing. And, you know, she's Colombian. She's not a white lady. And again, people are getting upset about this. So what do you think about when shows or movies change the the you know, the race or some aspect of the main of a character that's already been established. I feel like if it's the right person for the role and the role isn't specified that it's like, like when you're writing a script, sometimes you do have to go like Django, you know, Django from Django Unchained is a black slave. Yeah. You can't have a white person playing that. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Django Unchained is a white slave owner. You can't have a black person playing that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if it's historical or if it matters to the story, then that's fine, obviously. Those instances, for, like in that example, that's the whole story. That's the whole point. Yes. Scooby-Doo, you could make it whatever, uh, Hispanic, black, white, Asian, you know what I mean? Anything. And... It doesn't matter. It's it's Scooby Doo. That's like saying like, and their sexual orientation. I didn't know that that mattered. No, yeah, um, gang solving mysteries. I feel uh, good for her, like to do that because so, now there's like, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there, and that you said are um, she's a like East Asian. I think she's gonna be Indian, like like because it's okay. made by Mindy Kaling, so I'm assuming it's gonna be yeah. Indian like her. Okay. 
um, there could be some girls out there that are that are gay and they don't have a role model to look up to. So now it's like now you have a show where that's like your not your character, but at least like it could speak to you. Yeah, exactly. You could not watch a single episode and it will never affect you. That's the thing I don't get about the rage that happens with these things. Like old Scooby Doo is still gonna exist. But, you yeah. know, they're trying to get a different audience in there and they're trying to get a different viewpoint from because t- th- these characters were made back in the day when it was pretty much all the characters were white. So th- so yeah. now if we do anything with these beloved characters that have been around for a while, these kids aren't getting represented. I think representation is so important for making a person get just feel self-confident. It also just gets not just for those people, also gets white people to be less racist if they grow up with it just being common. If you grew up with white, with 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 Asian people on TV, with black people on TV, and stuff like that all around you, you're gonna be less thrown off by it when you see it in real life. Same with gay people and stuff like that. If you grow up, mm-hmm. you see uh, gay representation on TV. It's not surprising to you when you see it in real life. It helps everybody. Yeah. The 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 minorities get uh, better represented, and the white people get less thrown off because they're so thrown off by stupid shit like this. Yeah, exactly. More representation. I'm all for it. I mean, like, we grew up with, like, Captain Planet, where that was, like, you had, like, kind of had somebody from around the world. That was their whole thing, was yeah. the world coming together. So, like, you had you had your white kid. You had your the Asian girl and the black guy. Like, you had, you know what I mean, all these different ethnicities coming together, literally, to save the planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, they never made a big deal about it. I don't. I don't think they were ever like. I don't know if there were any episodes where race came into. You know, was the topic of conversation, but like, yeah, same thing. Good, like, um, good for yeah, def- and they definitely need less stories where, like, uh, with a gay person that they're coming out or some something traumatizing. They should, should just be allowed to, if they're a main character. Just that's just part of their personality. That's just it. That's just there. Yeah, it's not something they really need to dwell on that much. That's something I really liked. I saw this movie on Netflix. Everyone should check that out called The Mitchells versus the Machines. The main character in that movie is a lesbian. But oh, they yeah? barely even touched upon it. It's like she's she's interested in this girl, family knows about it, but it's not like her whole personality isn't wrapped around coming out or anything like that. It's just a normal aspect of her life. She happens to be gay. And that is cool. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I love when they do that. Did you see uh Paranorman? Yes. I love Paranorman. I don't uh, really I remember it that well. I saw it in theaters. Little boy speaks to the dead. It's like a kind of like a sixth sense meets like haunted witch town meets like zombies. It's like I love that movie. And there's like this parent, like uh, Norman's sister, is like the typical like um, popular girl in in school, right? And she's in love with the jock, the typical like dumb jock mm-hmm. guy. And, like, so they go on this big adventure. They're kind of side characters, but at the end of the movie, like, she's, like, fanning over him, like, the whole time, right? And then, like, at the end of the movie, he's, like, he's, like, you know, you're really cool. My boyfriend would love you. You know? (laughs) It's just a line dropped. Yeah. And, like, me and my friends, like, in the audience were, like, yeah! (laughs) It's, like, it was so cool, because it's, like, they didn't make a thing about it. Yeah. They did you know, like, um, Patton Oswalt had a joke in his old stand-up where he said, like, 
that he got called in to read the part for the gay best friend, you know? And he's like, and he's like, and it was typical. Like, he's like, I'm so sick of these Hollywood movies just going like, you know, the girl comes in and she's sad because her boyfriend dumped her and he goes, you need, you know, yeah. 50 first dates and ice cream stat, you yeah. know, or whatever. Basically like, exactly what that character was in the, in the Batman movie we were talking about earlier. Yes, exactly. Like, which if that's who you are, fine. Yeah. Be you. <laughs> but uh, he said, he's like, I will only do this part if I play a dumb gay person. <laughs> like, like just as like, like just not getting it, yeah. but also being gay, you know, <laughs> like, like, uh, we need that. Oh we yeah. Need more, more representation. For sure. That's like, uh, why, uh, so many, uh, women characters have problems in movies. Cause you know, there's, like 15 guy characters and then there's one woman it's always the the badass woman who uh who every, every guy is like intimidated by because she's so badass why can't there be uh a woman that's kind of like the gross uh the gross person like all the like they have the gross guy or something like that why can't they have a lewd woman or something like that but they only have one representation yeah. so they get to go with the cliche you get more representation in there you get more diversity yeah. of characters So you said it was um, Scooby Doo, and what was the other one? Uh, They're making Snow White with a Colombian live action with oh. a Colombian woman's playing Snow White. Now, some people have said, you know, Snow White, her skin is a is a thing that they touch upon. It's like a line or two. Who who cares? Who cares? This person, For like, real. she hasn't had her debut yet, but she was cast in West Side Story because she has an amazing voice, and Steven Spielberg liked her. He's making the remake okay. of West Side Story. And now yeah. they're going to make this one, uh, this Snow White adaptation, where I'm assuming it's going to be a musical too. So she's already been approved by one of the most beloved directors of all time. I think she could play a fairy tale princess. And we've already had multiple white Snow Whites. So let's give a different one. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you don't like it, again, just don't watch. Don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it really doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't. <laughs> All right, let me see if I... I think, the, I think the next Ariel is black, too, so... Yeah. The Little Mermaid remake. Haley, so. it's Haley Bailey or something like that. It's, like, very similar to Halle Berry, so I always see Halle Berry's name, and there's like, wait, no, it's uh, slightly different. Yeah, I, I haven't seen yeah, her in anything. I think she's from uh, from Grownish or Blackish or some, of the, some sitcom like that. Uh, okay. I've never seen her in anything, but if they think she's good, that's all that matters. That's okay. Can you act? Yes. Can you yeah. sing? Yes. You're hired. Exactly. Okay. Like they had uh, Emma Watson play Belle in the live action one. And I didn't think she could sing or even act that well on that. She got the part. That's, Throw I, in someone that's actually good. Yep. Exactly. All right. Are you short for time or anything like that? Uh, we, we're past no, an hour. I'm good. Okay. I'm sorry if I, if I ramble. No, no, no. I'm just checking to make sure, you know, I said it's going to be an hour and past an hour. So we still haven't okay. gotten to our last segment. So as long as you're good, I'll. Yeah a few more stories and then we'll go on to the last segment all right so this one i've i found so many controversial stories i don't care this is one i thought was interesting so i'm a big oh you told you did warn me that there'd be sirens yeah i I wonder if people are hearing them (laughs) i'm sorry everyone all right so if people listen people who listen to the show probably by now know i I am left-leaning and uh, I'm not sure if you are. Or not. I'm assuming by our conversations you are, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new uh, right. movie. 
your left lane is that what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah so there's a new movie coming out it's going to be about the the new zealand prime minister uh jacinda art ardern i don't know how to say her name but i like her uh, it's going to start rose Byrne as her it's basically going to be about how uh she reacted when there was a in like 2019 there was a big uh shooting spree in, in mosques in new zealand and they passed really strong gun control laws after that and basically made it so you can't have a gun in new zealand and they're gonna make a movie about that and cool. i think that's awesome and yeah. i'm so anti-gun and I, i'm loving this i, I, I I went to Australia, which is right by there, and I wanted to move there. And now I'm like, after, after, um, mm. after I saw her stuff, I was like, I want to mind moving to New Zealand either. I've looked it up. I've seriously looked up information about how to legally move to New Zealand or Australia. <laughs> uh, my wife doesn't want to, so I don't think it's going to happen. But I've looked into it, uh, and I just respect. Come around. I respect them so much. Uh, just <laughs> when, she, get rid of when she wakes up on the plane <laughs> <laughs> over the Pacific Ocean. Uh, she's the one with all the money in the relationship, so it kind of depends on her. But sure, I'm I could right I, I could quit with her. <laughs> I could quit her job for her, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but I, yeah. I think it sounds like a cool project, and you know, I think a lot of right wing people are going to be mad about it. But I uh, don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, I want to see that story. They talk about our liberal tears. Let's see how many of them are protesting that. There, that's the thing. They, so many of them talk about this, but I've, been, uh, I've gotten really into watching uh, the past two weeks before I go to bed at night. I've been watching uh, Karen videos. And it's not just Karen's. It's also Ken's. There's, it's not just yeah. female. But like almost all of them are right-wing people, especially because most of these videos are from like the last year and a half or so, and it's uh, yep. anti-mask stuff. And uh-huh. they cry so much about something so small wearing a mask or just following you know company guidelines they cry so much about stupid things bro i work in a grocery store in huntington beach i could i could have my own channel oh, about yeah. karen's and ken's oh yeah. i'm sure yeah i work T-O-R-T. i work customer T-O-R-T service too. my store and he doesn't he doesn't work wear a mask Never wear a mask. I told I told somebody uh, like the other day I told a guy uh, we were still our company was still having people wear masks even if uh, you were vaccinated just because they wanted to feel things out before uh, before they change the policy. So customers come in, I would tell them, "Sorry, we have to still wear a mask. We can provide you with one. We have free ones up front for you." And I had a guy come in and I told him to do that. He's like, "Lame!" And this is like an older guy in his fifties. Just getting all upset. <laughs> they throw these these old people are throwing these fits like children about something so small. You're going to be in there for 15 yeah. minutes max. Calm down. I'm sure That's grocery store worker like, is, same, is even worse. Oh, yeah. I'm like, people are like, how do you how do you do that? How do you wear it? And I'm like, our, on our store right now, our policy is if you're vaccinated and, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. That's for employees and customers. Yeah. I'm, I've been fully vaccinated for a few months now, and I still wear the mask just because... You know what I mean? Like, it's, I just feel safer. Yeah, if you feel com- like I, I yeah. just had my first week where I didn't wear my mask, but I'm also not like anyone's personal opinion. If, if you don't, if you want to still wear a mask, you feel more comfortable with that. That is not on me to attack a person over, yeah. which people do. Yeah. Oh, they think it's like taking away their their rights or something. Yeah. And it's, I I didn't know that like. You would think that, like, something to bring people together would be a global pandemic yes. killing 
millions of people. And it's divided as much as ever. And yeah, it's it's begun. It's gotten to the point, especially it's going to get less now because now, like, I'm not wearing a mask because I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. But like, uh, I don't trust everyone that's not wearing the mask. I think most of them are still not vaccinated. So like, I'm a Thank hypocrite. You. I'm walking around without it, but I know I'm vaccinated. I'm looking at other people. I'm just like, you didn't get vaccinated. I don't believe oh, I know. you. There, there are people that are like, they're. That's the whole thing. Is like, if we're both vaccinated, we should be cool. But I don't. I don't trust these people. <laughs> there are some people that I'm like, okay, I'm sure that you got vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or at least I believe you. There are a lot of people that I don't trust. Oh I yeah, for sure. Them. They weren't wearing masks before the vaccine even came out. Exactly. So, so and they're saying like, oh yeah, I'm vaccinated now. Why you didn't wear a mask? Yeah. You know, you didn't wear a mask 12 months ago. Why are you saying like that you're vaccinated now? Why should I trust you? Exactly. For so for those of you who don't, if any of you don't live in, in California, we had a mask mandate all the way up until June fifteenth, and we would, I would in my store, we'd have people coming in like days, like two days before, like they're gonna lift this on the fifteenth. You might as well let me not wear it now. I was like, well, then you know the law, right? You know that they're or the ordinance. You know that they're still not allowing us to let you in without a mask. You know that you came in shouting that right when you entered the, the building, so you know you're in the wrong, and they still yeah. do it. They, they don't care. They're selfish. People are selfish. All right. That brings me to a, a, another story. Uh, let's see if I can find this. Okay. So uh, Dave Grohl uh, and the Foo Fighters recently had a concert where if you were vaccinated, I think you had to show proof of vaccination. You had to go to a show. Otherwise, you could not go to a show. Now, there was uh, an anti-vaxxer protest that was outside there getting all pissed off about this, including former TV star Rick Schroeder. I'm not sure if you know who he, what, who he is. Oh, let me look that up. Okay. So I was a big fan of him. Bless you. He's, he, was, he came from the TV show Silver Spoons, but when I found him, I'm a big fan of the TV show NYPD Blue, and he was one of my favorite characters on that show. He had like a three, four-year run on that show, and he was a great character, okay. but turns out he's an anti-masker douche. He recently got in trouble for going when he went to Costco, and... Uh, Got went viral screaming at a guy for trying to make him wear a mask when he didn't want to wear one. And now I got into this. Uh, yeah, the... Where where can I find it? I should have looked this up already. He had a whole quote. Wait, you mean, you mean a guy that looks like this is an anti-masker? No <laughs> way. Yeah, he didn't look like that when he was on NYPD <laughs> Blue. <laughs> that's like did he play a homeless guy that they, no, that they he, arrested in one episode? He played a young, likable cop. He's but he's basically like a child star that they gave a chance on that show, and then he quit the show, and they're like, "Screw you! We're gonna replace you with another child star," and they replaced him with Mark Paul Gosler from Saved by the Bell. Oh, he was on that show. Yeah. Okay, so so here's a he wore a TV he wore a T-shirt at this thing called saying "Pharma Sellout," talking about Dave Grohl, and then here's what he, he said: Dave Grohl is an ignorant punk who needs slapped. That doesn't make sense. Who needs slapped sure. mm-hmm. for supporting discrimination? Ignorance comes in all shapes and sizes. Kurt Cobain is laughing at you, Dave, along with millions of patriots. Fool. Pretty sure if Kurt Cobain were alive today, I think he'd be like, wear a mask or fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, more power to, like, Dave Grohl cares about. I had to Google who Ricky Schroeder was. Yeah. 
I'd say a lot of people in the world. I'd say more than uh, you know half the people. Half the people who know who uh, Dave Grohl are are like more than all the people who know who Mr. Sherman. Is. I, oh, I'm almost certain. Yeah, I know who he is, but I, it's because I watch a sh- TV show that's mainly meant for old people. Uh, and he's also on a sitcom that's main was around in the '80s. That, again, <laughs> probably more older people watch. So like he's definitely. But the funny thing is, is he's this spoiled guy, and his TV show that he was on as a kid was called Silver Spoon. So he's born with a silver spoon in his mouth, basically. There you go. There you go. They typecasted him pretty well there. Yeah. Spoiled brat. All right, let's do uh, let's do one more story. This is one, again, is controversy, but I say light controversy. Okay, so Netflix has a new dating show. Uh, and it has a bizarre concept. It basically, I think you know what I'm talking about. You're already laughing. They what I they saw do like five seconds of it. <laughs> it's called Sexy Beasts, and what they do <laughs> is they use really good prosthetics to like make you look like a, you have a dolphin face or a lion face, something like that. <laughs> it looks like something would be in a kids movie or something like that. That just you know a uh-huh. fun little character in, in a children's movie. And what they do is after you, they set you up in that. You go on a date in a person with a person who is also wearing these things. They're trying to see if beauty is uh, is more than just skin deep. Uh, yeah. Now, I thought that was a funny concept for a show. I'm not sure how good it is. I don't know if I can take someone seriously wearing that thing. But here's the thing. It has come under a little bit of controversy. Furry organizations have come out and say this is just discriminatory and making fun of them. Uh, basically, they're using this thing to to mock furries and uh, show them as weird and deviant uh, rather than real people. I don't. I personally don't think that's, that's true. What do you think? That's like saying that blind dates and like the dating game is like discriminatory to blind people. Yeah, I think the same thing. <laughs> like, they're not. They're because they're not like going in the full suits. They're not. They're not even talking about furries. They happen to be wearing animal suits. Dol- yeah, just dolphin face is going on a date with lion face, and they go bowling. Yeah, like they're they're actual dates. They're not making it perverse or anything. It's just yeah, odd, I mean, but it's not perverse. And not say no one's saying that is doing any judgment on furries. If the, if you want to be a furry, that's that's cool for you. I I think most people have become much more tolerant of things that in the past you would have mocked. And I think, yeah, if you, if you want, if you're a furry, I have no judgment against you. I'm not mocking you, but this isn't mocking you either. And I think if you do get offended by this, it's a little bit of a reach. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's, there, there are a lot of bad shows out there that are just like, why did they make this? I, oh, but <laughs> I mean, it went viral. I don't think, I don't know. even think, why do they, why, why did they make this? I think people, I don't watch reality shows. And I'm almost tempted to, to, to watch this. People are going to watch it just out of curiosity. Exactly. Plus, I got to say, the makeup people did a really good job. Those are very impressive how much the mouth can move with all that prosthetics yeah. on it. It looks like from, um, I don't know, like there, I don't know if it's still on, but there was like a makeup, uh, you know, one of those challenge elimination every week. Face off? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I watched like, maybe like the first or second season, like back in the day. Um, sorry about the loud cars. That's all right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like that, but there it's over the whole body. Like that show is cool. I loved how they would do that. Stuff. It reminds me of like, I was a big fan. Like I like Star Trek and stuff like that, but I was a big fan of the show called Farscape that was made by the Jim Henson company. 
And so on that okay. show, it was it was it was is it outer space alien show where they would have people like you and me on it, but then they would also have characters that were aliens, and they would have really cool process. They would either have puppet char- characters made completely from puppets because Jim Henson's company, and they could do that. Or they would have aliens with these really cool prosthetics and stuff on them, done much more elaborately than they did on Star Trek. And that's what that's it reminds cool. me of. It, it looks like they really just got a good makeup team, like a Henson company or something like that, and went with practical effects on an alien or an animal person. I, I think that's a, a, an interesting idea. I think the makeup people do a good job. I'm not sure if it's a good show, but it's definitely mm-hmm. a good concept that people are going to watch at least once. Do they, like, just rip off the prosthetics and stuff at the end of the day? I have not seen or an they, episode yet, so I don't know. Yeah. They got it. Like, like, no, you got, if you guys agree to be together, this is it for life. You have to wear these for every day. <laughs> yeah. We put super glue. All right. There's either the adhesive in this bottle or love potion in this bottle. <laughs> you get to pick which one. If we see you guys dating without the makeup on, we, we take all your money. You guys are going to go to the poorhouse. All right, so that's all the uh, the entertainment news. Now, the reason, the excuse I use, I'm not going to say reason, because I wanted you on the show. I wanted to find a reason to have you on the show. But the excuse I used to have you on the show was you were recently going through all the James Bond movies in order, because I guess like me, Mm -hmm. if you start something, you come up with an idea like that, you have to go through with it. So, um, and you were posting daily your thoughts on like, here's the movie that I'm on and stuff like that. And uh, so I thought this would be a good reason to have you on because... I love that series. So uh, before uh, before we get into your watch through, when did you first become a fan of Bond? So I want to say it was like when I think I, I think I always knew I always heard the name James Bond. When you were a kid, if you hear "Let's play Spy," "Let's play James Bond," you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like you hear that once. The GoldenEye for N64 came out. Like, I think that was when, like, I started really getting... Okay. I wasn't like, sure, because I, I don't know form. how old you are, so I, don't, I, could, I didn't even know if, like, that GoldenEye would be before your time. Yeah. I'm 33. Okay, so, yeah, I'm a year older than you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, when GoldenEye, when the video game came out, my I didn't have an N64. Neighbor across the street did. So we would play it, we would rent it and play it all the time. And then I think he bought it or his parents bought it and we would play it all the time. I didn't know much. I remember like the golden PP7 was like, that's the one shot. You know, we didn't, we didn't know that was from like, man with the golden. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know for years. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know that it was from like, oh, it's, it's a reference to another Bond movie. We would just thought like, sure, it's a school, you know, like. And then we would play like uh, the four-person shooter, you know, game, and um, and then we rented the movie. I want to say a few times. Uh, I remember like how like distinctly like how Zenia Zenia uh, on a top dies. Like I remember. <laughs> she always enjoyed a good like, squeeze. <laughs> exactly. I remember that. Um, I remember like that's. I think because for nostalgic reasons, Golden Eyes definitely up there one of my favorite bond films it might be my favorite bond film it's not my favorite it but i think it's, a, it's definitely a really good one it has so many good villains too like, great villains all their villains are like yeah like between like prevent rebellion uh on a top even like um boris boris yeah dude boris is 
I love boards. <laughs> I want them to. Uh, I I collect the the James Bond Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. Um, I have most of them. Oh wow! I don't I have, have I don't have any of those. Yeah, I have almost all of them. Um, what I want to do is collect. Like, I want them to make one of every movie. I think a Bond from every movie with maybe like scattered. You know, like because that's what they've done mostly is like they'll say like it's clearly not just Daniel Craig. It says like, it says James Bond in Spectre, James Bond in Quantum of Solace, you know? And like, sometimes they do different poses and stuff. So yeah. It's pretty cool. They're all wearing different outfits, which are cool. Um, and then like, you'll get like your Blofeld is in there. Um, uh, Odd Job is in there, stuff like that. Um. I want them to make one of everyone there, even though it's like not a great movie, they're coming out with um, Moonraker. And just because it's so different, even though he never wears that outfit, it's from yeah. the one from the poster where he's okay. wearing the silver. Oh, okay. It's so cool. Just because it's different. Like what other bond in, in a space outfit are you going to Oh, that movie's so embarrassingly yeah. bad. But I'll tell you it's this. That, it's it's uh, It's fun. So I, <laughs> There was a, when I was first trying to get into because cl- Pierce Brosnan was my first Bond. I Goldeneye mm-hmm. was my first movie. I saw it with my yeah. dad was watching on, on like Showtime or something like that, and I came mm-hmm. into it and thought it was just the coolest thing. And got obsessed with it right from there, but I found out like a little while later like oh there's more than one Bond, and started going yeah. back through it. I tried Doctor No the first one and I hated it at the time. Not one of my favorites, uh, but then my friend was like maybe I don't like the classic Bonds. And then my friend showed me uh, Moonraker, and I loved it. That <laughs> was the greatest movie. Uh, and then, you know, then I tried a few more and couldn't get into it and quit until my dad got me License to Kill, which got me back into Bond, which I love that movie. But now looking back at it, yeah. my taste has completely changed, and I hate Moonraker so much and love Dr. No. <laughs> Moonraker is an embarrassing low point in that series. Yeah, there's just a lot of parts where... Just in um, Roger Moore's Bond career, there's just, like, questionable things where you're like, okay. Well, like, one thing that I love about Bond films is that, like, like I don't get to travel as much as I would like to, but, like, with Bond, like, he's always going to these exotic locations. He's going to India. He's going to Brazil. He's going to, you know, like, even, like, New Orleans. Like, it's always different, you know? Like, it's so cool. And um, so, like, whether he's in uh, an octopusy and, okay, he's swinging from the vines and you're going to add the Tarzan yell. That's uh, embarrassing. That's so bad. I think we've, we've discussed it before, but, like, one of, like, the coolest stunts in film history, which is... Uh, man with the Golden Gun. Oh, my God. Yes, Man with the Golden Gun where he jumps over the a broken bridge and does, like, a full, like, basically, if you're a, uh, a skateboard fan, a kickflip. Yeah. With a car. He does a kickflip with a car. And they really did this. Drives. This is not models. They really did this. Yeah. It was one stuntman. It was one take. And he did it. And they were like, and then they, if you haven't seen it, it's beautiful whenever i watch it i have to mute it <laughs> I, I i mute that scene because they add a slide look it's why would you do that that's it's that's see that it's a brilliant stunt it's so cool it's beautiful. but it's yeah. so stupid it's one of like my favorite james bond moments 
it's one of my favorite cars car chases too really because i have to I question why they would bring back a, an awful character jw pepper <laughs> from who first he came across him in live and let die this this overweight sheriff who's kind of like an idiot uh that they run across in new orleans who happens to be in like hong kong or something like that in the man with the golden gun and then yeah. this happens to come across bond and happens to get into the same car as bond it's stupid it's so bad yeah i i don't love the he's more tolerable in this one i guess because there's less of him i guess <laughs> no it's weird. It's it's. it's He's in the middle of these great chases because the boat chase in yeah. Live and Let Die is really fun, and then the the, yeah, the man with the golden gun was really fun, but he hurts them so much. Yeah, I feel like it's an added comedy. They feel like they needed to. I I guess. So he's in Live and Let Die. That's Roger Moore's first. Yes, and then Man with the Golden so Gun I is think, his second. So I think they were trying to um, maybe just differentiate it from this isn't like the last bonds like he is but he isn't yes you know like like you want to add some comedy in there it's just i can't i can't imagine a jw peppa being in like um no time to die (laughs) 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 if if he is more power to him (laughs) i mean they brought back blowfield (laughs) as the next character they're bringing back Right, J.W. Peppa Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've done they've done a junior before because uh, they yeah, made they made them out of the, out of order from the book. So in the Coral. book, yeah, Coral Coral first shows up yeah. in Live and Let Die, the book, and then he gets killed off in Doctor No. But they made Doctor No the first James Bond movie, and so yeah, they killed uh, Coral yeah. off in the in the first movie, and then they're like, oh wait, he's in Live and Let Die, so they had Junior show up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's fine if they're gonna do that. He still dies both times, right? Yeah, man, it's good. yeah, because they want they didn't have a problem killing the black guy multiple times. It, dude, they do that. And then like who was the other guy and um is it light not licensed to kill? Maybe it is licensed to kill. I get Are you talking about Living Daylights? Um, Living Daylights, the bad guy in that okay. one, comes back in as an ally appears Brosnan in both in uh Goldeneye and uh Tomorrow Never Dies. Is that what you're talking about? Um, like the no, army no, no. dude? Okay. No. Because they do recap. Oh, they have people yeah, play yeah. multiple characters, too. I know. They, they do that a lot. Ursula Andrews. And uh, she's... Ursula Andrews is only no, one. No, no, Ma- no, no, no. Adams. Of, uh, Adams. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. She's in Man with the Golden Gun and Octopus. Yes. That's a weird... And then uh, I, don't, I don't know why they. Then there's a guy who uh, played like an ally of James Bond and you only live twice and gets stabbed in the back. And it's a movie with Blofeld. And then in the next time they have Blofeld, he's the guy playing Blofeld. Oh wow! Next I time, a... next time Sean Connery is in Blofeld. Oh film. yeah, 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 yeah. Because the, they skip yes, they skip over uh, with Honor Majesty of Service. Diamonds are forever. Yeah. Yes. yes Weird yes, stuff like that. Yeah. And also, a lot of the women uh, are dubbed, and a lot of the women have the mm-hmm. same voice. Yeah, you don't. I I never realized that until later on. Yeah. So, uh, before we get too uh, deep in the weeds in this, let's go over uh, our rankings of the James Bond. So we'll start off with the worst and move up to the first. Do you you have a ranking? Yeah. Not the movies. That's too Um, long. We'll be here for years. Okay. So who is your? Yeah, since there's only six. 
Yeah. So who is your uh, who's the, the worst Bond in your opinion? You're probably gonna disagree with me. Uh, in fact, I know you're gonna disagree with me. Uh, Lazenby is my least least favorite. I'd say. I'm gonna disagree I don't with you. I want to say he's the worst. He's my least favorite. I'm gonna disagree with you, but not that strongly. Like he's 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 okay. he's lower echelon, but uh, he's not my worst. I think Roger Moore should never have been James Bond. I think he he's like the Adam West. Like Adam West played Batman Goofy. He played Bond mm-hmm. like that. And any moment you think that that Roger Moore had is an intense moment. I read his autobiography. He fought against those moments. Anytime where where Bond is cruel or badass. It's something he fought against. He still does it though, and some of them in Man with the Golden Gun, he almost like breaks that. He fought against that. Arm. He's like he said uh, in his book, James Bond would make love to her and make her say do that. He wouldn't break, threaten to break her arm. And for your eyes only, when he pushes that car off the cliff, uh, kicks it out when the guy's yeah, begging to stop. <laughs> he fought against that being in that movie. So he has these good moments yeah, for the most, most part. Ba- that's. I think that's his most badass moment. I as, think so too. It's a terrible movie, but it's a badass moment. Uh, yeah, anything that's good with him, he fought against. There's good Roger Moore movies, but I think he's a terrible Bond. And uh, George Lazenby, I think he's in one of the best movies. It's okay. But he's a terrible actor. Yeah. And and he's dubbed half of his movie is dubbed. Yeah, he because he couldn't do the. <laughs> I don't think he could do the accent for. Uh, he's no. going to recover as a guy. Couldn't do the Scottish yeah. accent. I think it was. Yeah. I love I that so. movie though. Yeah. I don't care. That's one of my favorite. That's in my top five favorite Bond movies. All right, so that, who's your number five? That one grew on me. Um, number five. Who am I missing? Okay. Uh, oh, maybe mine's more. Okay, so let's like, flip. I like Roger. I like Roger more. It's just uh, like you said, he he has moments, but like I feel like it's just the. I think he's a great actor too. I think he has like some scenes in there where you can really like see the look on his face, you know what I mean? Like the part we just talked about where he kicks the kicks the uh, the white dove guy mm-hmm. off the off the cliff in the car. Like I think that's like we said, it's one of the best scenes. Um he does he has some great scenes and I think he's a good actor. I think just his movies, not by his own admission, are too goofy. He dresses like a clown in to, one of the in, yeah, in octopus the he disarms yeah. a nuclear bomb dressed up as a clown. That is not Bond. Yeah, that's, I mean, but I feel like, I don't know if that's, that's not his fault. I think it partly is. I really think it is a little bit. You think I he think, fought? So I like, think he oh, pushed, I re- well, I don't think I know about the clown exact, like, per se, <laughs> uh, but I think he fought, he fought for that tone. When, like when I read his, Adam West, when I read Batman. So yeah, that's the but I love the Adam West Batman. I don't like, but then the thing that, that sets him apart is that Adam West was his own continuity, where they're all until Craig, they were all the same continuity. So maybe that's yeah. what hurts it for me a little bit. But yeah, uh, George Lazenby is also my second least favorite. But I love that movie. I think it's brilliant. And Diana Rigg is plays one of the best Bond women, and she plays it well. I just yeah. think, uh, yeah, it's it's on Lazenby a little bit, but I still think it's pretty great. All right, so uh, let's go to uh, number four. All right, number four. Um, and we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Uh, just because the sample size is so small, I'll have to go with Timothy Dalton. Oh, that hurts. I, I'm sorry. I wish he was in more. I, I do, this, too. Then that's a, that's a compliment to him. I wish he was in more because um, 
I'm spacing on the title, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's so stupid. Living daylights. Uh, not not living daylights. License, License to Kill. To kill. Kill is in my top five favorite Bond films. It's a great movie. I love it because it's it's just a revenge plot at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's uh, I think it's the most great. emotion Bond has shown until Craig. I think that's the only mo- other movie where you really see Bond having emotion and dealing with something personal. Yeah, it's um, he he's very like hard ass. You know what I mean? At this point, you really believe like the I've got a job to do kind uh-huh. of thing. You know. Beside in License to Kill, besides like the the goofy ass beginning part, I think it's fun. You know, besides that part, <laughs> the skydiving to the wedding. It, it's like... That beginning jumps back and forth though, because it's like it's it's intense, it's goofy, it's intense, it's goofy. Yeah, yeah. Um, besides besides the beginning part and the part when he first meets um, the Bond girl blanking on her name Pam I you know what that's one of, it's not one of my favorite Bond girls so I can't remember she's her got name. the short short hair she, he meets know, in the bar like, she doesn't have the short hair and then like when she gets professional uh, she cuts so, her hair yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah um, when like they're escaping and like they they go in the boat like they just met and then like they run out of gasoline as they're being presumably chased yeah you know what I mean like I don't think Benicio Del Toro is just like, ah, yeah. let him go. We'll, we'll get you next time, Bond. But, like, they run out of gas, so they're in, like, the middle of, like, this, not the ocean, but they're in, like, the ocean or a lake or something. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we better fuck. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> like, sure. It's not I'm a perfect like, movie. Uh, in a hand, bro. <laughs> like, don't you have... Also... It's strictly, like, revenge, revenge, but, like... Okay. If you also if you drink every time in that movie that Bond says I work alone, you be you die. He says that so many times oh, in that God. movie. I love that movie, but there's one time where I was like really paying attention to that. Like it's a bit much. Uh, Which by the way, Bond never really works alone. He always has someone there, but for some reason this time he has to work alone. Okay. But uh, I I love Timothy Dalton. He's the Bond of all the Bonds that I would most want to Bond actors that I'd most want to hang out with. I think he's super talented. I love him and everything he does. And he seems to have a good sense of humor. And he's also, like, the most classically trained actor. Like, he can do Shakespeare to going all the way into Bond goofiness. He didn't land well with a lot of people, but I think he's super talented. My number uh, four is Pierce Brosnan. I, I think he... Okay. We're at, at this point, we're at... All the Bonds are great. I, Pierce Brosnan is my first Bond. I think he did a great job with it. I think the scripts didn't serve him well. I think that, like... Each one gets a little bit goofier than the last one, so I think that hurt him a little bit. By the end of his jo- of his tenure, he didn't like what they were doing with the, with his character. He wanted to do what Daniel Craig did, and they wouldn't let him. Uh, and by the way, he got fired kind of crappily. He got basically nine eleven is what fired him. They didn't think they could make fun of terrorism anymore, like it, like a goofy yeah, fun right. thing. So they want to go in a different direction and let him go. That's what happened. So he got a raw deal, but um. I still think his movies are great, but there's a little, he's kind of a mixture of Connery and Moore, kind of like both of them melded together, and not quite doing what either one of them does. Uh, so I think it kind of weakened him a little bit, but I still think he's a great Bond and a lot of fun, and he's really good at delivering the one-liners. Yeah. All right, number three. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Daniel Craig. Really? Yeah, he's just okay. I love him. 
I love the movies that they do. Um, I love the recent ones. I like that it's uh, a harder, like more realistic tone. Okay. But sometimes I'm like, I still want my Bond to have like quips, and it's like sometimes I miss that like that funny one liner, you know, like that that little like. They still little... they still have humor. Like they're not humorless, dark. They're not born identity. They still have but their. They're, they're, I feel like they're the jokes too. Maybe like, I feel like M and Q get more laughs than Bond does. Which True. I guess like, if Bond is your, your main, you know, supposed to be like a ruthless assassin, you know, like, your gun for hire kind of thing. Then like, sure, I'm not saying he has to be like, I'm not asking for Roger Moore for all of them, you know, but like every once in a while, and I, I'll I'll talk about it later, like who I think is, like, a good blend of them all. He does a good... He, he drops some... In my opinion, he drops some funny lines. He's definitely good. Uh, his chemistry with Ava Green, I think, was probably the best, where they would trade quips back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like their first meeting, I thought was very fun. Uh, and they definitely yeah. played off each other very well in that first movie. And I think that's probably the most fun you kind of have with him is probably their chemistry. And they kind of dropped that in the later ones. But I, I think he's still pretty talented. But I'm not going to drop where he is on my list yet. Uh, my number three is Timothy Dalton. I'm a huge okay. fan. I'm a huge fan of the books. I, I just finished going through them again recently, uh, and he's the clo- he's probably the closest to the character that's in the books. A little bit more yeah, human. He's not. They're not. He's not exactly as as like the my problem with the movies. I love the movies, but most of the characters come out as just there's no development with them. He's he's flat, yeah. and I think Timothy Dalton's the first one that showed a little bit of an edge to him, and a little bit more. He seemed more human. He bleeds. Uh, kind of thing like like he gets hurt and stuff like that. He seems more like a, a human being doing a spy business and seems to have a little bit more to him than the other ones. And I thought he did brilliantly. He's hurt by the lack of films, but those two films are great movies in the series. Like he doesn't he doesn't have a dud either. And in the lobby is his performance. I think the only reason people don't like him that much is because his tone shift is so drastically different from more that it gave people whiplash. That like you can't go from Adam was Batman to Christian Bale Batman. It doesn't work. It's too, yeah. too they're just a couple of years apart. It's a little bit weird. And that's basically what they did. And then there was such a big gap in between the between him and Brosnan. Yeah. So I think it was because of like licensing and stuff like that. I can't remember. There was a reason I, I learned about I, I wish he got on more. I'm glad that he got them in at all, because the his movies almost went to Brosnan. Brosnan got screwed mm-hmm. over. He was in Remington Steel. Uh, yeah, he was he's let out of his contract, and then they and the, or like it was, his show was about to be canceled, and then they brought it back for another season and screwed him over. Yeah, that's right. But I'm glad that happened because the <laughs> Dalton movies are fantastic. I wish they would let him go on longer, but I guess it just wasn't popular enough. I wish we could have seen like maybe one or two more. Yeah, at least give him, give him four movies. In between. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So our number two. Uh, my number two is Pierce Brosnan because it's the one that we grew up with. He's like, he's kind of like, I don't know to say our Bond, but it's, you know what oh, I mean? Like yeah. the one that you grew up with. Is kinda, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he has some of my favorite, some of my favorite movies are his. I think I his love, first two are great. Yes. But okay. Second one is. Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. And then that's the third one is, okay, so 
third one is uh Roll's not enough. The one with Denise Richards. Which is still better mm. than Die Another Day, which is insultingly bad. It has Electra though. I like Electra and with I like Roll Not that. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was good. There's yeah. I like the role is not enough. I think it's an okay. It's I, I am split off, and I I made a list before. I'd have to go back and find now between the great, the good, and the bad, and that's on the good list. It's kind of middle of the road. We'll bond. It's a, fun. We'll have to do a tier list one time. For all oh yeah, movies. Yeah, that'd be fun. Where there's like tier maker. I don't know how to make those, but uh, I'm sure it's funny. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Alex knows how. We'll ask him. Oh, yeah. he, he told me he wants to have me on the podcast eventually because he has a quarantine, which I'm not sure that's going to age well now that they're kind of moving out of quarantine, but whatever. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he, he's the one that we grew up with. Even Die Another Day has its moments. I think it has. The beginning is pretty cool. James Bond getting captured and tortured. If you can ignore the movie. song that's playing because Die Another Day is yeah. one of the worst Bond themes and they have him getting tortured in the background of that. It had a great setup, and it just gets mm-hmm. ruined as it goes on. I like Zhao. I think he's a cool-looking henchman. That's the, yeah, that's the diamond uh, face, dude. The guy with the diamond face. I Speaking of Funko Pops, they should make one of those, because yeah. that would look fucking cool. Uh, Gustav Graves. Um, weird uh, to get a white <laughs> They made it. Yeah, the plot is a, an Asian guy <laughs> becomes a white dude. And they were going to do the same thing to his diamond face guy, too. That was yeah, part of the plan. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Halle Berry. But he has my initials, so I have a soft spot for him. The guy, <laughs> the, the thing that's, that's horrible is the guy who plays the bad guy in that, uh, he does, um, he does uh, these radio plays where he plays James Bond. Right? And yeah, he does a good job. Of, he does a really good job of, of, of playing James Bond. I think he would have actually been a decent person to take on that role, but we all just know him as a stupid Gustav Graves, the guy who had surgery to not be Asian. Yeah. Kills his dad. Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Not Emma Frost. What? Miranda Frost. Miranda Frost, Frost played by Rosamund Pike, who's a great actress, but again, wasted in that movie. But like, I think I, once when I was watching, one of the many times that I was watching this, I posted on Facebook, I was like, what is the worst part of of uh, Die Another Day. And I posted like a list. I was like, is it A, the theme song, B, this, the plot? It was like C. Like, I think my least favorite thing is like, do you remember like in the early 2000s when like all the editing for action movies was the same? Like it would do like slow-mo for no reason and mm-hmm. then it would just like speed up again. And also like it would do this thing where like you'd see a car from like far away and then it would go like, Everyone wanted their Matrix moment. Yeah. Everybody was trying to copy the Matrix. And, like, that's... It suffers from that. You can, like, out of all the film... I think there are some films where you're, like, just based on, like, their costumes, you're like, okay, this movie was filmed in the 60s. Okay, this was filmed in the, the 80s. That movie, you could, like, just look at the editing and be like, this is early 2000s. I was, and I, I was also not a big fan of, and I don't think it's her fault. I used to blame her, but I realized it's script. Halle Berry's character, Jinx, is terrible. Oh, she has some of the worst lines. She has, okay, yeah. I don't know why, who thought this was a good line? They go, they're, they're recreate, because uh, that was the 20th Bond film. 
So they're recreate. They're doing a bunch of homages to older films. So she's basically in the Goldfinger laser setup, and they're like, "Who sent you?" And her line is so bad. <laughs> I remember to this day, it's, "Who sent you?" Your mama, and she wants me to tell you she's very disappointed in you. That is terrible. <laughs> Yeah. And they were so <laughs> confident in how good she was going to be, they greenlit and then later canceled a Jinx spinoff movie. Oh my god. Yeah. It was there was oh. going to be a, a Bond verse and she was gonna be the first spinoff. Oh no. Ugh. I'd rather see a Pussy Galore movie. <laughs> well the difference is Pussy Galore was actually cool. She Pussy Galore had a terrible yeah. name. Like 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 oh, Ian Flood was a it was a Ian Fleming was a racist and misogynist asshole, but uh, mm-hmm. Pussy Galore was a great character with a terrible name. That's part of the charm yeah. of Bond is that, I, I can't even say it's charm anymore. In this day and age, it, it ages Bond badly that he had women named like that. There's a lot of, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You, you want to know how bad it gets. Like, read, the books are so much worse than the movies. Oh, no. I there don't was, there was a, one of the last ones I read, uh, the man with the golden gun, which is very different than the movie. Uh, there's a, they find out there's a way to tell how, uh, if a man is gay, uh, what was it? Oh shoot. It was so stupid. I can't remember what it was. It's like something about like the way they, uh, it's like, ah, I should have brought it up if I didn't remember it off the top of my head, but it was some okay. weird, like, it, it was like some weird, like breakfast preference or something like that. If you eat this, you're probably gay. <laughs> it's just like, really? Cause oh, wait, most guys do that, but okay. I guess back then, and like they had a uh, like the Doctor No's henchmen were all Chinese mixed with black, and so they called them Chigros, uh, and that's pretty oh bad. My God. So yeah, they get oh. they're really racist and really homophobic, and it's like they act like it's science. So it's it's pretty. Oh. <laughs> and you like I I I have the I just went through the audiobooks versions where they have uh, celeb- different celebrities read them out, and I had to check because they're like like Live and Let Die especially really goes with the n-word a lot and i was like okay that one at least got a uh, black guy to read that one but other ones don't and they still use that word i'm just like oh this no. is uncomfortable no. yeah pretty <laughs> racist great books if you can look past how horribly dated they are with the way people yeah, treat people just, like if you just took a black marker and blacked out a lot of it yeah exactly or like um yeah. this other spy series i was a big fan of when i was younger uh, have you ever heard dirk pitt Okay, he was kind of like they tried twice to launch a movie series, but didn't work out. With Matthew, one with Matthew McConaughey called Sahara. But anyways, in the in like the first book, he comes across this woman on a beach who's crying for her dead husband, who's been dead. For, but it turns out she's he's been dead for like three years. So what he does is he slaps her a few times because get over it, your husband's dead, and then they start dating. Like mm. these old okay. spy novels, just think like, yeah, women are just for <clears throat> sex, and you know, men know the yep. right thing. <laughs> it's just ages bad, and it sucks because that's uh, a genre I'm a huge fan of. But ew, there's so much of it is bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what did we do? Our number two. I didn't mind. Okay. You're on yours. Mine is Sean Connery. I know he's like everyone loves him. He is the first James Bond. He sent the template. Mm-hmm. He did a great job with that character in the first few movies. I'd say by the end, it was really phoned in. By, by You Only Live Twice, he was just going through the motions. And it's because there's a whole bunch of drama that's going on behind the scenes where he was really unhappy with the role. At least he got a... But he had some... Like, Thunderball, 
if it wasn't for the last 20 minute action sequence underwater that was so boring, it'd be my favorite mm-hmm. one of my favorite Bond films because that that whole movie up to that point is brilliant. It has mm-hmm. amazing henchwomen. Uh, it has one of the most beautiful Bond girls. Has one of the most intense chase sequences, where it's not a car chase sequence. He's getting chased through town during the middle of a festival, and he looks scared for his life. And that doesn't yeah. happen. And it also has the moment that Austin Powers used a billion times in the beginning of the movie, where the guy dressed up as a woman turns out to be a man, and then uh, <laughs> he escapes in a jetpack. It's one of the most stupid yeah. Bond beginnings, but I love it. But uh, he he has. A, from uh from from Russia with Love is probably my third favorite Bond film. Uh, Goldfinger set the set the mold for for what Bond movies were. Like, he did so much right. It's not just the writing; it's his performance as the character. There's a little bit of like he's serious. He's a serious spy, but there's a little bit of mirth every once in a while. Like when you see him checking out his gadgets, he looks like a, like a kid that's just got something really cool. He looks excited for his gadgets. He loves his job. He does this whole thing really well. He's charming. Uh, he, his, his, just everything about his performance is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Just because he's my number two does not mean I don't appreciate that he's a great Bond. Horrible person, but a great Bond. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And your number one, of course. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's better than my 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 um, <laughs> I did my my movie podcast after Roger Moore died. I had on a uh, hero who was a big uh, James Bond fan. I used to have him on my podcast a lot for Bond stuff. Uh-huh. And I had him on when Roger Moore died, and my 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 eulogy for him was basically like he seemed like a great guy, terrible Bond, but a great guy. So basically, Sean Connery is <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, okay, so my number one is uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, because he, uh, I mean, like, just when you, I mean, when you think Bond, you you kind of think of Sean Connery for sure. You know, like, um, but coming, going back to what I said before about like, I like a bond who can like kick your ass, like throw you, throw you in a bathtub, throw the fan in there, you get electrocuted and die. And as you're like walking away, you just say, shocking, positively yeah. shocking. <laughs> you know? Oh, he delivered like, those well. Just to yourself, no one else is there. That girl, the other girl's still unconscious, you know. I'd say George Lazenby was probably the worst at that. Like, remember the guy falls uh, into the thing, has gut spray everywhere. He's just like, He had a lot of guts, like, he doesn't try, it's not cool. <laughs> he just says it. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> but Connery is just like, I don't know, man. You just look at him, and he's like, He's cool, yeah, like, even like. In his, like, like I was showing my girlfriend, like, um, uh, I think it's, like, 007shop.com or something. Okay. Like, whatever, like, the official James Bond merchandise website is. Like, the the swimsuit that he, he wears in the beginning of Goldfinger, you know, like, the light blue. It's, like, terry cloth. Yeah. It's, like, a one-piece, but it's, like, short, short. It's 60s, so it's, like, short shorts. V-neck kind of zips all yeah. the way down to that. There was a name for uh, it I found out on Twitter the other day, and I can't remember what it was, but it's a super funny name. Is I, it? I, okay. I can't remember what it's called. Like, I was like, dude, he pulls that off so well. It looks so cool on him. If I wore that, I would look like a fucking Teletubby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
There's no way. But he makes just, uh, he just oozes cool. Yeah, oh yeah, Again, for sure. There are some troubling parts. There are some troubling parts. Pussy Galore clearly says no. Oh my gosh, that is the most uncomfortable. He is grinning and she is fighting him off. His face doesn't change. It's just going down. It's it's horrifying. And like and the music doesn't help. It's just playing like this oh. musical, like yeah. Like, oh, every time he throws her on the ground, yeah, they throw yeah. that. It's like this, like old, like Mary Poppins music. Yeah, like that And basically, okay, in the books, you get a little bit more. I can't find the, the thing I was looking for. In the books, uh, they go a little bit more into it. She's she is uh, definitely she's a lesbian, lesbian. yeah. She's and lesbian. Uh, yeah, he screws straight into her, basically. That's one thing that I'm like I don't agree with. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you agree with it either. No, but, <laughs> um, just like forcing yourself on women has never been good. No, even in 1960, whatever when that when Dr. No came out or any of those. But there's so much stuff that yeah. are crimes that were just funny in movies in the past. Yeah. And, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, there's just some things, obviously, then, that they couldn't get away with today. Like, uh, there's this movie, uh, I think it's Monster Squad, came out in the in the 80s, I think. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I love Monster Squad. Yeah, but there's some stuff that hasn't aged well in that either. Like, the fact oh, no. that... <laughs> One of the characters uh, has been taking pictures of the main character's sister while she's changing, and he blackmails her with that. And it's like, you're supposed yeah. she's being blackmailed, and she's supposed to be like, they're like, she's a bratty sister that no one likes, older sister that treats her younger brother wrong or some stuff like that. And you're yeah, taking pictures yeah. of her while she's changing and using that against her. Who's the worst person here? Also, uh, one of the kids is named Fat Kid. <laughs> um... <laughs> Scary German guy is the name of the guy who was a prisoner in like a German like World War II camp because he has he has like the, uh, he has a tattoo on his arm of like oh my gosh this, like, serial code thing. Um, there is another thing. Oh shoot, I'm really forgetting it. Oh my god, I forgot. But so much but, stuff yeah. like that. But like Bond's yeah. infamous for that stuff, and it's like, so I tell people like back in the in the day, I think before me too, I'd have no problem telling people, oh yeah, I'm a huge Bond fan. But now when I bring it up, I go like, look, I know some things hasn't aged well, but I grew up with it, and I really like it mm. because there's so yeah. much stuff that just like I consider myself a feminist. I, I support women equal rights for women. I don't think I, I support BLM and stuff like that. But like yeah. <laughs> James Bond kind of is way is kind of backwards in that way and it's just like yeah i like this i know it treats women like crap and and basically is about rape culture and stuff like that so uh but it's it's charming it just kind of hurts it when you bring it up nowadays and it's 100 yeah. percent valid if people don't like it but uh i still enjoy the movies but definitely they're problematic i just remembered what the other thing was what in, in monster squad uh, the little boy, not the main kid, but there's like a little boy that's one of their friends. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't talk much. He, throughout most of the movie, is wearing a hat. And you're like, oh, it's a baseball hat. Yeah. No, it's like a it's a Confederate soldier hat. Oh. He just he just wears it because you know, it's what it, it's a hat. And you know, here's something that's stupid. Great. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
And it's weird that it took so long for people to go like, hey, you know, the flag for the people that wanted to keep slaves and uh, try to raise an insurrection against the United States. It's weird that it took so long for us to realize, oh, that's problematic. My my high school, and I went to high school in Anaheim, um, and our mascot, we're, we're the rebels. Oh, my God. As in, like, the rebel soldiers. I figured yeah. that, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, not like rebel without a cause <laughs> but they have a statue of like a confederate soldier like running his name is johnny rebel and oh for the longest gosh. time um if you ever see like the unlv um university of las vegas they're the rebels also and they have like a cartoony mascot where he's like big white mustache like they my school straight up copied that and up until a few years ago um their mascot or like their logo or whatever it was like we had the confederate flag in the background of like it was it was terrible then it was terrible now until they they were just like you get an s okay you get a red letter s it's like the cleveland indians like took off chief walker yeah and just a red letter c like it's the same thing which is fine (laughs) like yes please please do that Change the name. Yeah, I was gonna say change the name too. Like, let's not have have a, a whole culture be a wildcat. Yeah, wildcat. I mean, until cats become intelligent enough to go like, "Hey, we have a culture here that you're exploiting." Yeah. I, I think yeah, that's that's better. Yeah. All right. All right. And you're number one. Oh yeah, I didn't do mine. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Here's the thing yes. with Daniel Craig. Okay, he got the cheat a little bit because he's the only one that has like a full on character arc. He uh, mm-hmm. develops a character. He starts off as a very different character than he in the beginning of Casino Royale than he is by the end of that film. And I thought that was a nice... It was a cheat, but also uh, it was really compelling to watch. That being said, I think he, he has the best performance and the best actor in that role. I will say he has not had the best run. Casino Royale is my favorite movie of all time. Don't really like Quantum of Solace. Don't really like Spectre. I think Skyfall is overrated. But I think his performance in all of them is great. Okay. Uh, Skyfall is probably my second favorite. Maybe second or third. I love Skyfall. And to each their own. I, and here's the thing I will say. Yeah. I think I got spoiled by Casino Royale. I saw that movie. And I was blown out of the water with how good it was. I was driving home from the movie so happy. I was like, there was a part of me that was paranoid. If, like, if you get this happy... Are you just going to die afterwards? I was literally thinking, I'm going to die right now. I'm too happy. Uh, so I, I went out and bought the soundtrack. I went out and bought the bought the soundtrack. I listened to that like crazy. Like I could tell what's hap- happening in the movie just by the music listening to it alone in my car because I loved it so much. Uh, the theme song is perfect. Um, it has a saddest ending. It's I think Ava Green uh, did was a brilliant job as a Bond girl. And I just love, I'm a big fan of sad endings. And I thought her death was much more meaningful than than m's and skyfall and the big thing that i'll say is that my expectations got so high after casino royale i have a hard time thinking another movie can meet that threshold for me so like skyfall could be great but to me my expectations are too high it's never going to meet that i think so i casino royale ruined the franchise for me best movie ever made ruined the franchise Damn. Okay. <laughs> it was too good. It was too good. That's what you're saying. They should have it made it a little bit worse so I could I could hope for something more. Well, see, there my expectations go. are getting way too high for this next one. Uh, the 
Because he's, he's been going good, bad, good, bad. So the next one's supposed to be good. Okay. So, so and it's his last one. For it's his sure. last one. He's finishing it off. They had to they had to twist his, his arm to get him to do this one. He did not want yeah. to do it. I'm hoping it's not like a diamonds are forever thing where he just phones in the performance and it's mm. really bad. But uh, I was just listening to the Billie Eilish song and listening to uh, the lyrics in there and what it's hinting at. It sounds like it's going to be intense. Oh, okay. I haven't listened to that song yet because I want to wait until I see it. For the first time in yeah. the movie. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's a yeah. pretty good song. So uh, I'm excited for that. The trailers I'm trying to avoid, but it's impossible to avoid. So yeah, we just got to make it to November. And then we'll see. If it doesn't get delayed again, COVID it's, comes back it and we're should. delayed. Uh, I, I hope it's by then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I kept you an hour past what we... I I'm said sorry. I'm no, I, I'm <laughs> sorry to you. you start, you're starting to look tired. That's why it's like, oh. No, no, I'm sorry. It's just, it's hot in this room. Okay. <laughs> I usually have the AC on, but it would be too loud, so. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about on the subject before we uh, wrap this up? Um, I would love to do, like I said, like if we ranked our Bond movies or something another time, or if you want to do any kind of ranking of like villains or... Bond girls or anything like that uh, at another it, time, it, like okay, that'd be awesome. Oh, I could have, I could definitely have you on again. I think we probably don't want to do like a full because uh, it took us this long to just rank our, our six favorite Bonds. True. So uh, yeah, I'll have you on sometime. Maybe we'll do our top five Bond films. Okay, and maybe cool. we can even throw on top five best, top five worst. There we go. So it'll be okay. ten. So we'll, n- next time we'll have Good you on. Me. I would love to have you on again. I, th- I had a great time with this. I don't mind if Thanks. if I were having a bad time with this. This podcast would not have gone two hours. I would have gone like, look, we're reaching the end. It's time to go. I, I had a great time with this. So thank you so much for doing this. this You're like, any, anyway, some yeah, more news happened. Exactly. Uh, you, you like bonds. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So you were a great <laughs> guest. You will definitely be on the show well, again. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, is there anything you want to... a lot of fun with this. Is there anything you want to plug on the show before we go? Um, You can follow me on Twitter, I guess. At Snuggles Redondo. Okay, um, I know we're ending, but why yeah. is your name Snuggles Redondo? I gotta ask. Because um, your I heard somewhere that your porn star name would be your first pet, followed by the street that you grew up on. Okay. So Snuggles Redondo <laughs> sounds like an awesome porn star name. Well, no, it, so, it doesn't sound later. it doesn't sound very porny to me. It sounds like the guy <laughs> like you make porn movies that take place after the sex. Like just you get the cuddling there afterwards. That's yeah, it. that's it. It's it's porn for women. Exactly. That's what it would be. So, um, yeah, I mean, like that's a that's a guy you're gonna remember. Dude, <laughs> other than like, I don't know, Dick Long. Like, how many Dick Longs yeah. can there be? You're the only but, porn star that doesn't have sex. He just snuggles on camera. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then he he's like, hey, can I cook you something? <laughs> um, I can't cook. So that would be oh. a lie. Um, that's movie magic. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, movie um, yeah, magic. Follow me on 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 Twitter. Um, I don't tweet a lot about Bond stuff. Sometimes I'll, I'll share, like retweet something if I see something interesting. Um, I tweet a lot about wrestling or baseball and stuff like that. I was actually uh this I mean, this is kind of inside baseball for people that that don't mm-hmm. know this. I was talking about having you on the show earlier today uh, with uh, with Matt Thomas. Uh, who was part of my uh, my my improv team? And he's like, the thing about Garrett is, is that he likes something that someone else likes. He's always good. Like, he can talk about musicals, James Bond, wrestling, all these different subjects. There's always something he's into. 
that he could talk about with somebody because he just has so many wide interests. And he's always just good. Anybody can have a talk conversation with him. That's kind of what it seems like that, with you. That's, oh, thank, that's a nice compliment to have. I like to have a wide array of, you know, things to things to talk about with people. So yeah, so it's not just James Bond. You cover you kind of lot cover yeah, a lot of yeah. stuff. You're, this is the thing yeah. we talk about is James Bond because you found that. Exactly. Right. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I had a great time with this. Thank you, man. Uh, please, people that listen to the show, I keep on saying I got to do this in the beginning and then I forget. Please rate and review the show. There are no ratings or reviews for the show yet. I lost almost huh. all my last podcast had them and then I trashed them all when I said I was quitting podcasting and then like, two years later I came back, <laughs> lost my entire audience and my reviews and stuff like that that I'm trying to gain back. And it's easier to get that stuff if there's ratings and reviews or subscribers. So, like, if you subscribe to this, it's good. If you go on your friend's phone who won't like the show and subscribe to this, it's good. <laughs> Any little bit helps. So, please just help me out that way. Uh, thank you all for listening. And, again, if you like movie news or entertainment news that's two weeks old, listen to Unlicensed Entertainment. Bye. Mm-hmm.